Marissa says to me sometimes, your legs are getting bigger. No, bitch. They ain't getting bigger because I don't train no goddamn legs. I don't train no goddamn legs. You're listening to the Glorious House of Gains podcast. Here's your host, Robert Frank. You're that CrossFit guy that bashes CrossFit. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Like, dude, I love your shit. Can I take a picture? Yeet or be yeeted with a $2 dono says, are you guys missing someone? No, we have Tupac there. He's got his good little sheep wear to their mask t-shirt with the emoji headband and the emoji joggers and a juicy AF and a swallows the gold size surprise wristband available at robertfrank615.com. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Robert Frank here with you. Glorious House of Gains podcast episode 142. I'm very excited tonight because we have a guest coming on in about 20 minutes that I'm a big fan of. I'm like I don't use the fan word. Fan is a fugazi term, right? That that just means. But listen, when you're a fan of someone, that means that person is famous. And let me tell you something: John Motherfucking Silver is famous. He's on national TV every Wednesday night. He's on YouTube every Monday night. He's usually on YouTube every Tuesday if he's not on TV on Wednesday. This dude is all over the place, man. But that is 20 more minutes from now. Right now, I am at the round table of testosterone, which is actually a square because there's a leaf in the middle of the table. To my right, we have the butcher, the baker, the donut maker, Joey Bag of Donuts. Another one. To his right, we have... He's thick in the midsection. Don't let him bang your daughter because she'll need a C-section. Jacked man with the permanent tan. Fresh coming back off of the D.C. Capitol storm. Ray Worldwide. What's up, Ray? Everybody in the building, let's get it. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Troll, low, 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 low. Sean Cease with a $2 donut says, so anyone else drunk or is it just me? No, we're all pretty drunk, Sean. Well, I am. Ray might be. Joey is on a diet. I'm getting there. On a diet. All right. We'll get into all that diet nonsense before uh, our guest comes on, but let's uh, pay the bills real quick, right? Let's get that out of the way. Uh, Let's give a shout out to our Patreon members. We have a couple new ones this week. We have Birdman Brand. We have Liam uh, Flaherty, who actually left a long-ass, like, uh, message for his name. It was like... Liam, I fucked your mom in the ass, so cum came out of her nose, something type shit. But it was too long to read, and I couldn't see it all in one. It like it, it kept getting broken off when I was trying to uh, upload all the new Patreon members. So, Liam, I'm sorry I wasn't able to leave, uh, read your monologue, but appreciate you being a Patreon member. Uh, Savage, uh, Rob H., John Q., Poppy Sebs, and TJ Anderson are our new Patreon members this week. Welcome to the family, guys. And now, Joey, let's uh, get to the God Amongst Men. God Amongst Men, $30 tier here on Patreon, baby. TJ Anderson, Poppy Sebs, Luke Dupic, Harry Pasco, Tranny Granny 9-inch, Alpha Omega, John Kuchak, Jakes Irvin, Chicano Batman, Adam B, D Tibbs, Will Torres, Lane Yardley, Jeremiah Robinson, Small Fry, Sean Cease, Jimmy the Bread Guy, Carl Angel Sr., Stephen Carter, Patrick Edge, Jacob Heimer, Ryan Mack, Mike Puente, Vincent Baffa, A Certified Motherfucker G, Jeremy J, Joe Arizona, Bryce Burke, Tyler Vincent, Bryce, Kevin Zermano, Chris M, Kiwi Jace, Rob Walker, Colin Moretti, P, 
page two. Jose Estrada, AC Coppola, Hattie Viss, and Hank Bowers. Thank you guys for your continued support of the God Amongst Men and holding it up for all of the God Amongst Men out there. Now we get to the elite. The elite. The, the elite. Come on, Joey. The elite. Come on, Joey. He's bopping his head, but he's not singing. Kevin Hackey, Bill Burns, Nathaniel Ellis, Mark Massaro, The Iron Giant, Nathan Tejada, Victor, James, John Nelson, Damian McCoy, Eric Perez, Cody Lawson, Zach C, and <laughs> Zach G. In the house. Is Zach in the house? He is. All right, Zach is in the house. All right. Oh, hey guys, are you a smoker? Let's get to the Lucy. <laughs> Listen, guys, I, I know it's it's killing you guys in the beginning of the show. You're like, God damn, man, these motherfuckers be advertising the shit out of the show. But we do have a guest. We like to break it up. We like to split things up a little bit. But tonight, you know what? People are smoking. It's a new year. We need to get them off the cigarettes. We need to get them off the vapes. We need to get them off the electronic cigarettes, the jewels, the iPods, AirPods, whatever the fuck you guys smoke. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. So you guys are not patients, you're people, okay? Just like you guys aren't fans, you're friends. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three delicious flavors. Wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. They also come in a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine in cherry ice flavor. Each and every flavor actually tastes great. It's convenient, discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, like on flights, at work, on the go, or even at the gym. So Kaylee actually has a pack of the uh, the Lucy gum. She's going to give us an update next time she comes back on the show to let us know how she likes it. Because she's always puffing on that, uh, what, is, what is that thing called? The jewel pod or whatever the fuck. So she's going to give us an update of how she likes the nicotine gum uh, by Lucy and see if uh, she placed an order or not and use our discount code GAINS. So uh, it's 2020, guys. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple you don't even have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down pat. Glorious House of Gains listeners, this is what you need to do. Go to lucy.co and use promo code GAINS to get 20% off. That's GAINS with a Z for all products, including the gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co, C-O, not C-O-M, like .com, it's C-O, and use the promo code GAINS with a Z at checkout. I must warn you, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. That is lucy.co. Be sure to use the promo code GAINS. All right, there we go. And uh, we paid the bills for now, and uh, we'll get to our other sponsor a little bit later on. We'll do, you give... wanna, do you want to know something crazy? What's crazy, Joe? I just, I just realized that uh, the entire time that I've been on this laptop for, you know, being the soundboard guy or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I can literally talk to people by just typing in where it says add a comment, and I press enter, and they can read it. Yeah, but it'll come up as Robert Frank 615 saying it. It does, but I'm just saying I didn't know that that feature existed. Of course it does. I never used it, so if I ever need to speak to someone who's talking in here, I could actually use it. I never knew that. Did 
have you used the feature? Did you tell someone to shut I the just, fuck up? No, I just wrote in there. I was saying test. You know, does this work? And apparently it does. Gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. So you know how with Patreon members? Well, first of all, we'll welcome Ray back. We'll figure out where he's been for the last seven days. Uh, we'll talk about your way in before we have our caller call in, which is probably going to be about twelve minutes from now. So we got a lot to cover. We also have a super chat that we missed. Okay, so get to the super chat it's, first. Uh, from right, uh, East Coast Toasty Boy. Yeah. Five dollar dono. It says, uh, "Wait, Joey, do you say another?" one because that's DJ Khaled saying or catchphrase or something and you're associated with DJ Khaled. So I say that because people say I look like DJ Khaled. So yeah. it's just a thing that I DJ always... Khaled looks like you. Yeah, so it's just something. You're older, aren't you? I don't know how old he is. I'm 37. I have no idea how old he is. Ray, how old is DJ Khaled? He I, I bet he's 40. I would imagine, I would imagine he's, he's older. 40s. 40s? I would imagine okay. he's older. Gotcha. Yeah. Someone in the live stream, give, give us an update. How old is uh, DJ Khaled? And then uh, $5 dono from Tremendous Gains. Yeah. Uh, make Joey shit in airplane bathrooms again. 2021, <laughs> road to 200. Damn, okay. All right. Uh, Who would actually uh, watch good. that? <laughs> I, Who would pay I, for that? That would be a Patreon exclusive. No, that would not be anywhere. So speaking of Patreon exclusives, guys, you know how... Um, I always drop all the shit on Patreon first, right? I like to give them the heads up. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different, only because I know I have a lot of Patreon representatives in the live stream right now, so I don't feel as bad. However, along with the beard oil, Joey, what project have we been working on for probably two plus years? Whiskey? Well, that's one of them, but what is another one? A fashion one. That may oh, or may not oh. be over your you left know, shoulder funny. right the, now. The, the next, the next one, I wasn't even going to go with that because we've been working on so many things. Yeah. I was going to go a book. Yeah. Then you'd say no. What else? Yeah. What else, Joe? <laughs> uh, a deep V-neck tea. We've been trying to get down a deep V-neck tea to get the shorties down on their knees, begging to see what's behind your PSDs for the longest. This was way before COVID. This was way before the world shut down and bars closed and everything. We wanted a shirt that the bros can wear out to the bar that was going to be a, a conversation piece. It was going to be uh, something that you could wear with a pair of jeans and feel fucking good, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news right now on the Glorious House of Gains podcast, episode 142. What's the timestamp right now? 9.36 p.m. Uh, our time, but what's the timestamp on the podcast? About uh, Probably about 15 minutes. 15 in. minutes or so? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you guys, okay? And DJ Khaled is 45, by the way. Thank you very much for okay. that intel. Good shit, good shit. On RobertFrank615.com right now, we have the deep V-neck T-shirt, which is made of 50% cotton. Down. Rob, make the camera go down more. Show down. Oh, there you go. Oh, show down off. and up. You got to show down the emblem. I'm saying show the emblem. And up. Yeah, I mean, they can see the emblem. This is the shirt that you, I mean, you could wear to the gym. You could wear it to the bar. You could wear it to the club. You wear it with a pair of jeans. You could wear it with a pair of joggers. You could wear it whatever the fuck you want. But it is a deeper V than your typical V-neck little bullshit V that you see at the store on the racks. This is custom made. This is not a brand. This is not American Apparel. It's not Gildan. It's not Next Level. This is made from fucking scratch. 
We've been working on this forever. We just need and to get it finally more jacked dropped. mannequins. That's all. That's it. Yeah, this mannequin does. Listen, it doesn't uh, even fucking to all to all Ziz's credit. I love Ziz to death, right? But he does this shirt no fucking justice. You do need. You know they make jacked mannequins. They make jacked mannequins. Yeah. I need a jacked mannequin. People will think I'm weird though. No, if dude. they like come down here to do work in the apartment, like no, dude, let's you, say there's like a sprinkler leak. First of all, people come down here and they see two mannequins anyway, and they're like, what the fuck is going on down here? House of a Thousand Corpses. They see House of a Thousand Corpses. They see all the posters and all the bullshit. It they would, see the dildo down out laying on the ground. It would they're be, like, what is happening here? It would be weird if they had uh, no, like, clothing on. But, you're, I mean, it's obvious they're, like, show pieces. Yeah. Get a jacked one. But anyway. I'll find the link for you. Get all right, find a link. We're going to get a jacked one. It'll get looks, weird. Look at this. It looks Yeah, I mean, his guns are not hugging the sleeves of that medium deep V-neck, right? Shit. But anyway, it's got the elongated back, the scallop back, so the back is a little bit longer than the front. It's got the emoji logo. Very small uh, on the right hand uh, down at the, at the bottom. It's not like in your face. It's not in the middle. It's, it's a shirt that you could wear out and feel good about it. So anyway, that's at robertfrank615.com, available for sale right now. It is called the uh, Emoji Black Deep V-neck tee or something like that. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, go to Ray first before we get to your way in, Joey. Ray, where have you been uh, over the past week? How, how, I mean, do you want to expose the business or do you want to make yeah, up a cool so, story? I, and I do apologize for everyone if you see me in a live stream. I keep looking down. Um, just checking my bank account. I'm actually waiting for my check to hit from Storm in the Capitol last week. <laughs> I heard be direct deposit, but like, what is the point? Like, you can't get no. The, the capital don't have no Jordans. The capital doesn't have seventy five inch flat screens. Nah, I got paid what to was, be there, what, man. Oh, Soros paid you to be there. That's, I mean, oh shit! I'm exposing the business. I said I was I'm waiting on my check, bro. Hey, yo, if y'all can hear me, pay me. So you're. I pay. did my part. So they already locked up the Viking dude, the guy that had uh, had the Viking hat on. Yeah, and a, a lot of people, a lot of the people I was there with, but I have immunity. That I was there with. <laughs> Yo, there's a dude on TikTok, bro. Yeah, I got immunity. The video has like 80 million views on TikTok, and it's this white dude that's probably built like fucking Ziz, right? He's 12 to 6, no muscle at all. And he's got on all black, and he's in like a hotel room. And he's taking a selfie for TikTok. He's doing the video. And he's like, yeah, I was in the Capitol building. We're going back right now. And we're storming it. And I'm going to I'm gonna change my clothes. And I was like, yeah, this is not a Trump supporter. No Trump supporter talks like this. Except for conservative ant. Shout out to conservative ant on uh, TikTok. But anyway. Yeah, there was a, I mean, there was a, a lot of people out there. And um, made a lot of friends that day. Let's just say. Dude, let me ask. Everybody was looking at me like I was crazy, and I was like, "Yo, I'm here, you know, like now, I'm friends you... with Robert Frank." And they were like, "Oh, the racist dude on Instagram." I was like, "Yeah, that guy." And it, like, I got a speed pass just for dropping your name. Yo, so so, so let me ask you: Did you did you uh, did you go in like full MAGA gear? No, did you like no, blend? No, oh, no, oh, so you no, did not full gear, but I had to represent, you know, a little bit. The Cause what they because what they did, you know, they 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 threw on the MAGA hat just so they blend in, and then they go and they fucking stir shit up. No, I had a sign, I had a sign, but no no MAGA gear. What do you remember what the sign said? Yeah, I know what the sign said. But <laughs> listen, my, I'm floating He's around. He's not on trying the to get arrested. Much, but yeah, listen, I'm good. But before our stream gets cut, can you please yeah. tell us where you really were last week? I don't want people. I don't want you getting arrested. Where were let make up something, right? Where were you last week? I was home on COVID lockdown. <laughs> he was on COVID lockdown. All right. All right, there you go. 
right, well, it's good to have you back, man. It's always good, good to, to see back. your good face. People love you on the show, and uh, we're, we're glad to have you. John, and now- thank you very much for this podcast, because I've actually unloaded six pairs of Jordans because of the podcast. <laughs> John Nelson with a $4 dono just ordered a deep V-neck tea. Let's go. Yo, John. Yo, big shouts to John because he literally supports everything that we do. I mean, both your brand, my shit. Yo, John. John, I can't wait to have a drink with you one day, my dude. John is that dude, man. Yeah, Ray. uh, We got Vin in the live stream and he said, Ray, you better be careful because you're going to get a warrant on your (laughs) You shot on I have immunity. Okay. He's got immunity. Listen, Vin, we don't give a shit if Ray gets arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Joe, him. Joey, we got a couple minutes before this phone is going to ring, and I, I hope that I can get this set up perfectly so we don't fuck up. But we do have John Silver from the Dark Order AEW Wrestling coming on with us tonight, spending a few minutes, so we're really pumped up for that. Um, Joey. This is the, it's the two week mark. So according to the old calendar here, all right, your starting weight was two fifty six. By today, you were supposed to be two fifty. Actually, tomorrow morning, but because we do the podcast on Thursdays, we said that we are going to actually weigh you in on Thursdays, and then you will upload to you know whatever. Yeah, on. Tomorrow, I'm going to weigh in once again. To get uh, the like the most accurate weight for my posts online. Okay, but as of now, your your Thursday weight, which is what we'll go by because we do the podcast on Thursday. You were two fifty six last week. You had to be two fifty one today. I was two fifty six point four. Okay, thirteen days ago. Okay, are you telling me now the new rule is I have to lose five pounds? You have to lose five pounds every two weeks, or I have to. I thought it was just be under and not gain weight. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Bro, we called it out. Every two weeks, you have to okay, be down okay, five pounds. Okay. I didn't know that, but now I know. Now okay. I really got to go hard. Uh, well, good news for the first. Uh, damn, that's fucked up, Rob. No, it's not fucked that's up. That's going to be hard to do or hard to maintain, I should say. Anyway, for the first two weeks, 13 days in, I weighed in this morning. And obviously, I told Rob this this morning, so this is the truth. Yeah. Uh, 250.2 for a loss in 13 days of 6.2 pounds. Good for you, So Joe. he's 250.2. Yeah. So now, by the 28th. Of January, which is two weeks from now. 245. You have to be 245.2. 0.1. Or 0.2. Okay, I mean, you, you five, lose five, five pounds. Five even. Yeah. Okay, five there you even. go. Okay, gotcha. So, good for you, man. So, you do not have to wear the Wendy's wig today. Yeah. As you tell... So, tell us what you did. I mean, obviously, you know it was hard work. It was... <laughs> I went to the gym, all right? The, the first week out of seven days, I went... I went uh, Six days the first week, and I went five days the second week. Okay. So I did. I was eleven for fourteen. Joe, don't let gym. me forget to do the blue chew. Read, yeah, please. I got okay. it. I got uh, it. As long as you. Uh, so I, we, I went. Obviously, I went a minimum of five days a week, yep. uh, and the one day six days. Uh, so eleven for fourteen, and the diet obviously is the most. Yo, important. I never printed that out. Talk the diet. The thanks. I was going to talk anyway, asshole. The <laughs> diet was the most important part. Okay, I did print it, and it was the hardest part. Uh, the first five days, I had. Oh, incredible. Got a, is, is that ringing through the, through the Bluetooth? Well, fuck me. Here well, we go. fuck you. You're... Oh, hold on a second. Let's see if I can get this merged here. Hey, uh, caller, are you on the line? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on a second. Hang tight. We're going to get you synced up. Hang on a second. 
Here we go. I got you. Caller, are you with us? I am with you. There we All go. All right, here, here, here we go. I, I mean, we've been telling people who's been on the lot who, who were was going to call in tonight for the show. I'm a little nervous right now. I, I'm not going to lie. Okay, Joey, do you have that uh, the Bluetooth all the way up, the Bluetooth one, just so I could I could hear everything? Okay. All right, John, are you with us? Yep, I hear you. All right, here we go. So. I, I have this. I have this epic uh, introduction that I that I made for for John here. So John, just bear with me, okay? As we as we yeah. introduce you, okay? On the line yeah. with us right now, ladies and gentlemen, he is the current reigning and defending BTE champion. He's hungry. He's thirsty. He's the meat man. He's just a kid, but he's actually twenty nine. He is the star of being the elite. He is the man who will get a bigger pop than Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, and The Rock combined when fans are allowed back in the building at full capacity. He is the most overdued in the YouTube comment section. He's your friend and mine. From All Elite Wrestling's The Dark Order, John Silver! Come on, bro! Damn. That was- <laughs> hey. Tell tell Justin Roberts to get on my level, bro. Dude, that was good. I'm gonna have to bring you down and be my own personal <laughs> ring announcer. I'll, I'll be I'll be your own personal ring announcer. I'll be like the Joel Gertner Gert- of yeah. uh, of AEW. How are you, bro? I'm good. I'm I'm fantastic. Actually, I feel great today. Where, How you doing? I'm we're we're doing good, man. It's good to have you on the show. Where where are you right now? Are you in Florida? Or are you in New York? Where are you at? No, I'm in. Uh, I'm home in New York right now, so I'm oh. just hanging out. I was actually just doing games and uh, hanging out tonight. Gotcha, gotcha. Good shit. So the first thing that I wanted to say was uh, I'm just gonna have to bust your balls just a little bit, right? Because <laughs> yesterday I asked you in on Instagram. I said, "Bro, I said, give me a promo pick that I could use for like the podcast art and to to plug you on like the glorious <laughs> podcast page." And John sends me a picture. That has two fucking dudes in it. And I'm like, how am I going to use this? That's almost like you have like an online dating site and you make your main profile picture, you and another dude. It's like, how do chicks know who you are? But I guess the the, the point of this is, is to get people to know who you are. Um, And I will use that picture because you are looking fucking jacked in that picture, by the way. The good pic and the crowd in the back. Yeah. When when was that picture taken? That was obviously in AEW. What what uh, was that? One of the pay per views, or was that one of the live events? Uh, that actually might have been. That was. I think that was actually our first ever show with AEW. Um, oh shit! Okay. Yeah, we we did. Uh, we came, we came in to be basically jobbers for the night. Like we, there was no plan for us. It wasn't like, hey, we're, you guys are signed. It was. We fucking got there. I'm out of curfew here, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got, we got there and our names were on the board and, and uh, we thought we were like, we, we got hit up for the show. We thought we were getting signed. We thought we were like in. And then we got like to the show and on the board, it said, uh, proud and powerful versus local talent. So we're like, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Damn. That's rough. <laughs> but, um, I think it was that show we did. Um, it was like the third ever dynamite and we, you know, had a, like a two minute match of proud and powerful. Okay. All right. Are they still called Proud and Powerful, by the way, or are they just Santana or and Ortiz again? Um, I think they're still Proud and Powerful, but 
I think everyone just calls him like inner circle. Gotcha, so gotcha. All right, well, names, I, mean, I guess, but. Listen, you're you're more over than the inner circle anyway. It doesn't matter. But l- let me just let me just backtrack a little bit because we're gonna get to your past and all that shit and like how you got started in wrestling, sure. obviously. But so for the Dark Order, right? When when you guys first came out, I mean, you know it. You read the dirt sheets. You read the stuff on the internet. You guys were getting destroyed. Okay, people were killing you guys. All the bunch of jobbers. It was almost like the Dark Order was getting like go away heat, right? And then yeah, yeah. Brody Lee comes, and he's like the exalted one. Like, you guys were teasing this for months, that there's this dude, he's coming, he's the exalted one, he's like our leader. And people were just like, oh, yeah, when is this dude coming? It was rumored who it was going to be. And then it was revealed that it was Brody Lee, and he, like, gave you guys instant credibility. Like, whatever you guys were doing yep. before that, like, disappeared, and now you guys got, like, a new a new life, right? And uh, you started doing these BTE skits, which were fucking hilarious. And it actually let your personality show. Everyone's part, Eva Luno and uh, Alex Reynolds, everyone's personality showed. And, but you obviously you're the star of the show. And like, how, like how crazy was it that you guys were, cause you had to feel some type of way reading the internet. Cause I know you probably check it out and you're seeing all the shit writ, wrote, written about you, Jim Cornette, whoever talking all this shit. And then all of a sudden you're the most fucking over thing. Like, tell us about that transition. Uh, yeah, that was, that was really weird. Um, because going into us being put in the dark order, uh, me and Alex had like these really cool vignettes of like us, like like uh, we were in a hotel room and that uh, the dude that with the spokesman guy like did a thing where he was like in the TV and talking to Alex and then it was I, I thought the vignettes were fucking awesome and I was like wow it's gonna be so good and then I think people just had their mind made up about doing Uno since their debut right because they debuted and people saw like creepy guys and they're like. Oh, this is weird. I don't like you. Uh, these guys are the worst guys in the world. Yeah. And it was just, everyone's mind was just made up right then, like yeah. right off the bat. I saw Uno doing that on the Indies. And I thought it was so cool. And it didn't, it didn't like, I'm like, wow, he's coming out with all these guys. Creepy as hell. It's like a weird pervert cult. I love it. And then we get put in it. And then of course, everyone in the world hates it. Yeah. Um, eventually like, um, early on, even before, they knew who the exalted one was. We heard there was going to be a leader. Um, so we were excited that it would, that would obviously help us a bunch. Uh, a few names are tossed around. Um, pretty much the names that were speculated were the ones that we were thinking of. It was Matt Jackson actually would come up to us and he would just start talking. He's like, yeah, it's going to be exalted one. It's going to be, we don't know who it's going to be. It might be Matt Hardy. It could be Marty. It could be uh, Brody. It's probably going to be one of those three. Um, I, I mean, think obviously he, no, none, none of those would have been a bad pick, but I mean, yeah, go on. I think Brody was the best pick for, for what we were like Matt gimmick. It, it, it would have brought us, a, I think a different direction. It could have been interesting. It could have been good, but uh, I think like Brody came in like the strict, uh, like Colt angry leader that like yeah. would beat the shit, you know, with followers. It was like, he, he played the role post like perfectly. I thought it was amazing. Um, Marty, I don't, I, maybe that would have been good too, but um, I like Brody. I think it was perfect. What he did was perfect wearing the suits, uh, with the big beard, yep. the big, uh, like an old guy, big, strong guy. Um, so eventually, some people were like, okay, 
I'm getting into this a little bit. And then I think what, like, uh, once we started, it, it was tough because he debuted right after, like, COVID. Like, he was supposed to have the first show. The first yeah. show that got canceled, that was the debut show. So, we weren't, me and Alex weren't uh, allowed to go because they, like, New Yorkers weren't allowed to go anywhere, I guess, for, like, a month. Uh, it was some kind of ban against New Yorkers because, um, <laughs> New York is that freaking, you, you can say it because of Cuomo. Cooties. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, you know, he couldn't go anywhere. Um, so I had to watch the beginning of it, and people started to kind of get into then. And then we had some really cool angles, especially with my family and beating the crap out of Cody. Um, but then um, also, like, me and Alex, so we did BTE. Uh, we started doing BTE because, um, uh, I think Uno like suggested that me and Alex should do recruitment videos or something like that. I was like, yeah, maybe I should like recruit people on BT or something. So it was originally it was supposed to just be us two. Like that was supposed to be just us two. I and mean, eventually we, we did bits with just me and Alex recruiting people. But the first thing we did to set that up was Brody come in, yell at all of us and tell us like, basically we need to recruit people. And he came in and he freaking tagged Uno in the face with the papers. Yep. And then the comments, there were so many comments about that. It was like, Hey, I, I, I can see watch Brody do this every day. And, um, so we started to do, you know, both our recruitment videos and those videos. And he's, um, like, I think just the, all of our personalities work really well together. Um, like I get along with everyone in the dark order. There's no, like, and everyone's like bring something a little bit different to the table. Yeah. So it makes it like, it makes we all, it's so easy to work off each other, and especially with Brody, uh, he was so so funny that it was like you, you watch the videos. I'm cracking up in all these videos, like obviously, like clearly laughing my ass off in these videos. So we knew, like after the first one, I'm like okay, we have something here, yeah, and then we also did a key, bro. It, it it was perfect. Uh, it it literally like. It, but like we talked about, Hey, maybe we'll do this. Like no lines were set. It wasn't like, Hey, you say this. And then I say that it was just like, all right, uh, Brody's going to come in and he's going to be mad at us and yell at us. And then, um, then this happens. That's how it ends. And then all that stuff was just us off the top of the head saying shit. The, the, so, the one <laughs> line, the one line to me that always popped me that I even told you about it was the, he's just a kid. He said, like, because Brody would always be pissed at you. He'd be up in your face screaming at you. And everybody, whoever, well, whether it was Alex Reynolds or Una, hey, give him a break. He's just a kid. And you'd be like, I'm 29, bro. Like, I'm, that that popped me. And was that was that planned? Or was that did that just come off the top of, the, of your head? Uh, completely off the top of the head. It's um, amazing. That was, he had us up. He had us wind up the first time we did it. And, uh. Alex is my tag partner. He went. He went. He was about to yell at me. I forgot what I said. I think I said Stu was being a dick or something like that. Yeah. So he he's you know what? Hold that. He goes to Alex. He's like, why is it always something with silver? And I, Alex is like, uh, I feel like he was thrown the spot. And he didn't know what to say. He's like, ah, it's just a kid. And I'm like, Alex, I'm 29 years old. <laughs> like, what do you mean, I'm a kid? <laughs> like it's that, it's that type of goofy stuff. shit that that cracks me up. And then. The other thing I told you too, any any skit that you were in, like any bit, you were always in your gear. 
Like no matter what you were doing, whether you were recruiting yeah. people, you were always like in your tights, boots, and knee pads. Like you were getting ready to go out for a match. It was hilarious. So yeah, um, I did that. I did that for a while until I got lazy. And sometimes we'd be filming these DT bits like extremely late. So I'm like, you know what? Uh, I have a, like a match at eight, and then I don't want to be in my gear till one. <laughs> you know, your sweatiest freaking gear. So. Eventually now I some every once in a while I'll wear like uh, shorts or something like that or my my uh, my t shirt. But um yeah, I was like that was the first thing. I'm like, I gotta be in my gear all the time. That's funny. But I just got lazy. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is funny. Now talk to me for a bit, because I like any t- bro, I've watched that that piece that you guys did on BTE the the week after Brody's passing. I must have watched that like fifty times on my own. Like every time I did cardio, I just watched that episode over and over with all the different skits and everything. Just without, because I don't want to be too negative on the podcast, right? But or or sad. But just tell us what Brody Lee meant to you personally, and what he brought to the table um, that that leaves a, a lasting impression with John Silver. I mean, like you said, he he once he came in, it it made us a legitimate thing. Like um, we were not just paying that bullshit losers that no one liked. We were we were the dark a legit, you know, badass group. So right off the bat, just him being him, that just helped us raise all, it raised all of our stock right there. Um, like personally, he was, you know, the great, he was, he was such a cool guy. Uh, he, he was just, it, it, it's hard, it's hard to say how his personality was. He, he genuinely cared like about everyone. Like he, he wasn't like, Hey, I care because you're in my group and, you know, if you do good, then we all do good. It's like, no, he genuinely cares about me, about everyone in AEW, people, anyone that he meets. He's just like a nice, genuine human. Yeah. Um, it was just like, there's, I don't think there's any person in the world that has something negative to say about him. He was such a good guy. And I, I, you know, I, I told the story on, um, you know, my Instagram, my Twitter, uh, about the robe, the, or, like the ring jacket yep. I wear to the ring and the Brody gear. So he, he literally just like, Hey, I'm going to buy you this gear because he was so happy of how things were going with, with BCE. Um, he, he was, he loved it. He was having the time of his life. So he, yeah. he loved that. And us two worked very well together. And then, um, Tony, uh, he told the story on Twitter also, but he, um, he messaged Brody. He's like, Hey, I think, we're going to start doing something with you and silver where it's kind of like a Raven and Stevie Richards where it's like, you know, he'd be the Raven, like the serious talk, oh, you know, guy. Right. And I'm the fucking goofball that for some reason they're best friends and, but they're, you know, it's like that dynamic. And he, he, he loved that idea. He was pumped. Uh, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to get you, I'm going to buy you a ring jacket. And and I'm going to buy you. So the thing with the gears too, which is funny is that, so he bought me the ring jacket. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. The thing was expensive. It's not the cheap thing. <laughs> yeah. Those, um, those things ain't cheap, man. Coming out looking like flip. they're very, but it, it, you know, that originally that elevates my stock right there. Just coming out looking more professional and good. And then the gear wasn't cheap. It's not a cheap set of gear either, but he, <laughs> he says like, yeah, I have an idea for BT. I'm like, all right, sweet. What's your idea? He's like, I don't really know. I just think it'd be funny if we did something like that eventually. So he didn't actually have an idea. He just thought maybe there was an idea. 
you know, like maybe we can think of something. We'll figure it out. Well, you had you <laughs> so had the ring gear, the ring gear made too, right? Was that made by Brody, or was that did you have that made? Not no, the, not the jacket, the, the actual like the the singlet with the the long pants thing. Yeah, he he bought me that. That's the he, that's the idea he had for BT that we never got to do. Oh, but, gotcha. Um, gotcha. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that he bought me that. I'm like, oh, cool. He has an idea for BT. What's your idea? Like, I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll just, we'll figure it out. We'll figure, just we'll just wing it and see what happens. But unfortunately, I never got to do it. But um, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> and yeah. I, I mean, that's just too. Like, you know, just spending money on on me, like a decent amount of money on me, just because he believes in me. He believes in what we're doing. He believes in that's all that. That's stuff. a beautiful. That's a beautiful thing, bro. Now, did you I mean, did you have any kind of like inkling or heads up or like because I know AEW did a a, a great job. I mean, because I was wondering because because you know I'm a big fan of yours, so I'm like, where the hell has Brody Lee been? So I'm trying to do all this research. I'm googling like where's Brody Lee, and I found something from Meltzer where he had like an elbow injury or something. They were covering up. Did you know anything? Did you have like, or were you just like? in the dark, just like everybody else? Uh, no, they, they, they let us know. Um, so there was a TV where he, I don't know the exact, uh, what it was, but I know he came, he came down, he drove, he's from Tampa. So it's like, I think a two hour drive or so. Okay. So he drove there, out there, he wasn't feeling good. So I remember like someone telling him like, I didn't see him that night, but I remember someone's like, Hey, you know, Brody thinks he has COVID cause he's not feeling well. Um, then they tested him. He didn't have COVID. So he like, you know, I, I hate these reports that are like people demanding answers. Like we, it really, he didn't have COVID. They tested him like a hundred times. Yeah. Um, but when he got home, he drove home, I think eventually after that, and then that's when he started to get sick. And then we heard he was, we, we heard he was sick and we're like, Oh, that sucks. Cause you know, we want to, you know, keep going with this. Yeah, you guys, you guys you know, are hot. You have momentum. Yeah. Home. Um, obviously we're not thinking anything serious. Like you don't, you know, you don't think like that, you know, right. and we knew it wasn't COVID. So like, okay, well he's just sick. You know, it's fine. Um, I think it was maybe the week of the pay-per-view, his wife came down and, um, which this was like upsetting because, uh, I, in my head, we all had to do like a, a meeting anyway before that. So she comes in and I'm like, awesome. Brody's feeling better. He's going to be back soon. I can't wait. And then she's like, no, he's doing really bad. Like, it's not going well. Um, It's like, you don't, they don't know what it is. That's the worst part is they don't know what it is. And they, I, I, I'm assuming they still don't know. I haven't heard an update, but they, they don't know what it is even like now. So how do you, it's hard to treat something like, like if you know it's COVID, you, you know how you should treat it. If you know if it's like pneumonia, you know how to, you know, at least, you know, there's a chance it can go wrong, but at least you know how what exactly you should be doing. They didn't know. They never knew. And it, he was in one of the best, like, lung facilities he could be at, apparently. Um, so there was always that. There was that. And then there was just, I think, another, like, two months or maybe not a month and a half, whatever it was, month. And then eventually we got the bad news. But, um, like, we, we knew that, and we always get, like, little updates. Um, at one point, he, you know, was doing a little bit better and they gave us a lot of hope, but I guess it just didn't, I guess Carter like took a turn for the worst, you know? So, yeah. That's so we, we, knew, and that's the thing too, which I'm really happy. I'm really proud. That's why I'm proud. Of, you know, I'm very proud of my locker room. Um, 
she told the whole locker room. It wasn't like a select few. Um, and everyone kept that a secret okay. out of respect. So uh, that's like unheard of in wrestling. Like a, a secret in wrestling is impossible. And, you know, one of the toughest things is, you know, I'm friends with his friends, some of his friends, and, you know, some of them don't know. Like they didn't just tell like a lot of people, all of his friends. Uh, it was probably a few of his really, really tight friends. And then, um, you know, the AEW locker room, I guess the family and stuff. But, uh, my buddy, um, Brian Myers, uh, he, you know, I'm in a group chat with him. He's like, Hey man, what's the, where's Brody been? Like, and I'm like, I, I got a lot of, them. you know, it's yeah. the stuff like that was really difficult, you know, but, um, I'm, I, I'm happy that everyone's speaker, you know? Yeah. It just goes to show. I mean, the, dude. I've read, I mean, just like you probably have, uh, hundreds of thousands of different tweets and Instagram posts. Not, It's not like the Ultimate Warrior. When the Ultimate Warrior passed away, it was like 50-50. People were like, oh, he was a dick. He was this, he was that. Some people loved him. <laughs> but Brody Lee, nobody had anything bad to say. Um, so obviously, he's he'll, he'll leave a lasting impact on your career for the rest of your life. And, I mean, I really Definitely. didn't know too much about him. I knew he had a badass look because, you know, I mean, we're beard bros, right? So we we, we know another dude when he has a, a good fucking beard, right? So I, I've always paid attention to him. I like I loved his look. I loved his intensity, his eyes, his just all that. And um yeah, obviously rest in peace, Brody, and uh I'm I'm glad that you got to know him personally and, and he will leave a lasting impact on your career. But I do wanna switch over now to something a little bit more lighthearted, obviously. I'm going to put you on the spot, John. On a scale right, of 1 it. to 10, how hot is Anna Jay in person? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm putting you on Anna the spot Jay. here, bro. 1 uh, to 10. I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to give her, I'm going to give her, you know, I'm going to give her a 10. He's a total babe. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I agree with you. I think out of all the chicks in wrestling, I mean, listen, back in the day, there was Tori Wilson, there was Sable, there was uh, uh, all the other. I put Anna Jay up there with any of them, bro. Anna Jay is a dime piece. Is, is she dating somebody? Is she married? Well, like, what's her deal? Um, I think she's single. Uh, I, because I'm, John, John, I'm trying to yeah, slide John, the DM. You <laughs> About the DM I, slide. I mean, well, what, you know, what's her what's her history? What's her uh, you know, what's her social? Yeah, what's her all this? You know, yeah. No, she's she's a really nice person too. So she's really cool that they put her in the group. Yep. So, um. So speak. So, I, so John, speaking of, I mean, since you burst on the scene with this this newfound stardom. I mean, what's your bedroom looking like, bro? You know, how how's the? Uh, oh yeah, what, what's your relationship stardom, uh, how's the status like, John? You, bro? Oh, I'm. So no one really knows, this, but I have a girlfriend right now. Okay, there you <laughs> so, go. That's good. Yeah, I don't post. I, I feel like wrestling fans are weird. I don't you, like if I post something with my girlfriend, they're gonna go and stalk her Instagram and do all this shit. So yeah. I really just don't post anything because you never know. Yeah, there's weird. The I have a lot. You'll have guys have like Robert Frank sliding in her DM. Yeah, you don't want you don't want me and your girlfriend's DM. But yeah. that's what happens when you're a celebrity, bro. You got you got to kind of keep your personal life out of it. Um, you know, I mean, uh, it, it's it, it's hard being on TV every Wednesday night, bro. What the fuck? No, yeah, she she gets it though. Like you know, some people obviously some girls would probably be pissed off. They're not posting her way, 
what do you hide me? I'm, she's, she's really cool. She's oh, like super you, nice. You got one of those Very too, huh? <laughs> 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 I'm I'm married. I've been married for the last three years, and and I'm starting to get the. How come I'm not in videos anymore? How come I'm like, listen, babe, you got a you got a real job now. You you can't be in Robert Frank videos. You know it'll it'll ruin your career. But so John, I Does John know your past. What do you mean my past? Does he know that you used to be the BGCW champ? Well, John, John, I mean this. I don't want to spend too much time on me. This is about John Silver, man. But listen, back in the day. Me and, and Ray. Do you think uh, that you could take him back in the day? Back in the day, I don't know, man. John John is thick, bro. John John is, John is built. Ass. John is built. Uh, we used to do, and I know it's frowned upon, and, and maybe it's not as frowned upon as it used to be, but we used to do backyard wrestling. and um, But we actually, we weren't like a backyard, like a trampoline federation. We actually built the fucking ring. Like from like cinder blocks to a layer of mattresses, we would drive around all day long up and down the roads to find people throwing away beds to get mattresses, uh-huh. get box springs. We go to Home Depot. We'd uh, we we get the the ply board. We got the cable. We make got the tables. posts. We used to make <laughs> tables. We used to put on like legitimate shows for like 40, 50 college kids. Uh, every couple months, we would call them. Uh, what was it? Called? It wasn't a pay per view. Pay nothing per view. It was a pay nothing per view, <laughs> and um, people would come and they would watch us wrestling. We would do all the moves and shit, and uh, and it was fun. But I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I think John still could have taken me, man. John, John goes on these flurries. So you you have like this. Uh, you know, I mean, you go through your match, but then like when John Silver hulks up, like on the the Brody Lee tribute show. There was a there was a point where for like thirty straight seconds you were non fucking stop, like kick the dude yeah. off the apron, run down, spear this dude, come back, slide in the ring, do this, do that. I mean, dude, that that takes a lot of fucking endurance and and cardio, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that definitely blows me up a little bit. So uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm glad I I've, I've hated doing cardio forever. Um, I would do it, but I would always hate it. Now. I haven't done it in a while, but I got back into it recently with uh, kickboxing. Um, doing that, just hit, even just hitting the back for like 20, 30 minutes, like that helps a lot. And I'll, I'll do my sprints. I'll do my, you know, I'll go on the treadmill. But uh, once I'm allowed again, I mean, I'm sure I'm allowed now, but finding a, a decent place right now to do jujitsu as well. That right. stuff, like if you go hard in that stuff, man, that stuff kills you. So that definitely helps my cardio. Um, but those, those blurry too. Because it's different when you're in the ring. There's like everything has a different type of it. Like if, if you want a marathon, like it's great. Then you put you in a ring and you might get blown up. It's like a different type of cardio. It's, it's different. Yeah, it's because so, you got adrenaline kicked in in there as well. And yeah, yeah, it's, you, get, it's you know, lot. you got the crowd. You got about how you're breathing because during certain moves, it, it just throws it off. And then trying to like you know sell for the crowd, like it throws off your breathing, like your normal breathing. So. um Stuff like kickboxing just you kind of help replicate that a little bit, and uh, so I mean, I, my style of wrestling, I guess I picked the style that I need to keep my cardio good at all times, you know. Gotcha. <laughs> well, that's what happened when when I started watching you on the BTE skits, and then I I I, I caught wind of like who you were. I started YouTubing you, and I I came across. I even told you this. I came across a match. Uh, where you were in P, uh, PWG with uh, Brian Cage, and you motherfuckers was just yeah, throw- yeah. I've never seen anybody throw Brian Cage around. Uh, are you familiar with Brian Cage, Ray or Joe? 
Brian Cage, Brian Cage is a fucking beast, bro. I mean, I've never met him in person. I'm I'm a big fan of his as well, but I've never seen anybody throw Brian Cage around like John Silver throws Brian Cage around. So, um, tell us <laughs> briefly about because I, I've became very intrigued with PWG. I'm an old school wrestling fan. I'm one of those wrestling fans that was a wrestling fan for like five years straight and then didn't watch it for 10 years. Then when the NWO mm -hmm. came back, I watched it for another five years. Then I didn't watch it. Then I watched it for another five years and I didn't watch it. So now that AEW and NXT and WWE and all the, you know, impact and everything, everyone, you know, the, the, the federations are, are up and running and whatever. I go back and I find these PWG videos and it seems like everybody who somebody has gone through PWG at one time. So what the hell is PWG? And and how did you guys all migrate to the... How did you migrate there and then branch off into these different federations? Yeah, so PWG is pretty much known as like the top independent wrestling place to go. Um, it's I haven't run since COVID, obviously, but uh, like it's, it's basically like... Every, every, like, like you said, like... So many huge names have been there. So me being like, I grew up on WWE, right. only WWE. I never really watched WCW. I didn't watch any indies. I didn't know I even had to watch ECW back then because I just didn't know how to find it. Uh, and then that was that was it. Then one one day I, I was training. Uh, I, I still was just a WWE guy when I started training. And then um, I went to Brian Myers' house and he put on a PWG match. That's going to sound silly, but it, I think it was just, you know, it was Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega. And it was like, it's, I guess maybe this is why would I do what I do now? It was such a great mixture of amazing wrestling and then comedy. Right. Like these guys doing like, like comedy spots, but then also beating the shit of each other and doing these crazy, awesome shit. And I was like, holy crap, I'm hooked. Like, I, that's where I want to be. The moves um, in PWG so is shit that WWE would never allow you to do in a million years. Ever. Like, I remember when, <laughs> Shane, when, when Shane Helms went to WWE after WCW shut down and he got hired by WWF, I guess, back then. They told him he couldn't do the vertebraker. I mean, the PWG, yeah. the, the shit that they do there, it's like, holy fuck. So continue. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's like, basically you do what you really want to do um i mean like the other guy doesn't want to take the move but um it, like they, i've seen some of the craziest shit there so once i saw that video i think i was like 16 at the time right i was like that's on my goal because that's my that's like a big goal of mine and that's they're out in cali so you'd rather you have to be a name and you have to have someone pitching for you to get there basically because yeah. their their shows now they're in a different venue because the other venue I think got taken down actually but um that the venue uh was sold out in seconds right. like or, it was like, like the old ECW minute. arena I feel like like that type of like cult yeah. following it's basically like the most besides the ECW arena is like the most famous like independent wrestling building like everyone wanted to work there right um so it was that was in uh, Reseda California so we actually we wrestled the Young Bucks on, um, me and Alex wrestled the Young Bucks on a, a show, like a bullshit show in uh, uh, Brooklyn, I think. Like, um, 
it was like a tag. Uh, I think it was a, like a tournament type thing. Yep. And it wasn't a huge crowd. You know, we wrestled the Young Bucks and they didn't really know us. I think actually maybe, no, no, no. They actually didn't know us. They knew me. I wrestled them in Shikara, but I was under a mask as a different character. But um, we wrestled them there and they they liked us a lot. They're like, you guys are really good. Like, you guys have everything you did. The timing was amazing. Like all the little stuff, not just like the you know, hey, you did really cool moves. It was like all the stuff you do is really good. Um, and I think they were happy too that I'm sure at that time they were the hottest thing in independent wrestling. So if you were wrestling Young Bucks, people would be like, oh, awesome! Can we do this and that and this? And I do this crazy thing, and then you do that, and then we do this, and then you hit the super kicks, and then we hit the like. We're just kind of like, hey, man, let's just go out there and wrestle. Let's fucking do some fun stuff and. Like, whatever you guys are thinking, like, the crowd's not huge. It's not, you know, they're not really making a shit ton of noise. Like, they're not a fun crowd. So, we were kind of just open to whatever. I think they, they liked that as well, that we were very easy to work with. Um, and we had a, you know, really good match. And um, they put in the good word to, to um, Super Dragon, who runs PWG. And um, then we got brought in. So, <laughs> like, my dream, my uh, one of my, my goals, my checklist, uh, that was definitely one of my what am I saying? Now, it, no, Check no, it I, off. <laughs> no I, I know what you're saying. Is is that experience working with the Bucks, is that how you ultimately got your job with AEW? Or or got um, the chance, the opportunity to get brought into AEW? Yeah. Um, so, wrestled them a few times, the Bucks, and um, really cool, you know, but, you know, it wasn't like we're buddies at text and, you know, talk all the time or something like that so it wasn't like we're we're super tight but we were really cool with them they helped us get to the pwg um always super nice always super cool and um so we once we heard aew was starting i mean i'm sure they got this message by a lot of people but we we messaged them saying hey you know we we hear this company starting and just letting you know that me and alex are not under any contract and we would love the opportunity and it was pretty funny like i think it was i forgot it was matt or nick but they they basically said, uh, sounds it was like some like sounds good. Don't worry. This is before they even announced AEW was a thing, but everyone kind of knew that the rumors was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But he's like, don't worry, big things are coming. So I'm like, awesome. That sounds like pretty reassuring. But uh, <laughs> what happened was they announced AEW and all this stuff, and then like we didn't hear from them. <laughs> They're like, oh, did they mean like big things are coming for them and not us? <laughs> big things <laughs> Which, are coming for them. You know, like, Hey, hey, don't worry. We're going to do great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We're going to do great. But, uh, <laughs> so once they started signing people and doing this, doing that, it's just like, I'm just always constantly on the internet seeing what's happening. And then we didn't get a call until like probably after the first show, at least till after the first show. Or maybe even it was, it, we were on the third show of uh, of Dynamite. But like we said, we got hit up. It wasn't by the Young Bucks, it was by uh, QT Marshall. And he said, "Hey, we want to use you guys for the show." And we're, that's when we thought, "Hey, we finally we're we're in. We got our jobs at AEW." That's when you got then it was to just, the big times. Yeah. Well, that's when we were put on put on, on the show against Proud and Powerful for a, t- yeah. a two minute so, squash, right? <laughs> yeah. So after that, we were a little like depressed. But um, what happened, Matt? I'll I'll say this about Matt. He like never would lie to us. He never said anything that wasn't going to happen. But he he's such a California guy that he the way he talks sometimes just seems like he's kind of joking around. Mm-hmm. So 
we did the show and we're in the back and whatever. And Matt comes up to us like, "Oh, good job, uh, good job, guys. You guys did great." He's like, "Um, he's like, maybe we'll just like bring it back like every week, and you guys will just like do a gimmick where you are the local talent in every town." And we're like, "Whatever, man. That's awesome. We 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 just want an opportunity. We want you know we, we just want our foot in the door." Um, so I think it was two weeks later we got a call to to do the show in West Virginia. So. Me being me, I'm like, oh, okay, we can drive. It's about a seven or eight hour drive. And they're like, no, no, no we're going to fly you out. You get a hotel and everything. And we're like, for me, it was like, holy shit, that's yeah, awesome. Okay. Uh, so we get flown out. Um, I think we got, shit, what was it? We did a um, Halloween match against uh, Trent and Chuck um, when they were dressed as like Rick and Morty. And it was more, it wasn't like a quick little two minute squash. It was a little bit more of a match, but it was, you know, basically the squash. It was at least you got a little bit of offense in, but um, it was a fun little match. And then um, Matt's like, "Hey, uh, good job, guys. Uh, maybe we'll just kind of like put you in a dark order or something." Like that's how he says it. And we're yeah, like, he just says like so so nonchalant, get- like, "Hey, maybe we'll just do this. I don't know. Maybe we'll put you in the NWO. Yeah. Who cares? What do you? Maybe we'll just no. He was he's just like, yeah, well, maybe we'll just put you in the dark order. And we're like, yeah, awesome. We love that. And then it just like slowly happened. But it was so like, it just kind of slowly just built to, to that, which is, so we never were like, oh, we're, we, you know, we never had our, our guard down. We're always just kind of like super nervous, super like, you know, on the edge. Like, are we going to be here? Are we going to get signed? Or, but, you know, it worked out. So, <laughs> no, it, de- it definitely worked out in your favor. And and like I said, you were you were over like Rover. I know Joey has a question that he wanted to ask you, John. Joey, what do you got for sure. uh, Mister Silver? So I have a question. Um, you obviously are a professional wrestler, and I used to watch mm-hmm. wrestling back in like the early nineties. I literally remember watching the OJ Simpson car chase <laughs> while I was watching wrestling. Nineteen ninety four. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so I'm 37 years old. So I, I, I remember, you know, like the early 90s and late 80s stuff. So here's my question to you. People used to make fun of me when I was young, and I would say I'm watching wrestling. This is elementary school, middle school. And then they would say wrestling's fake. So what do you, what's like your go-to line to people? Has anyone ever said that to you? And, I mean, you're in the ring. It was like, oh, you're one of them fake wrestlers. So, like, do you have a go-to line that you say to people? Or what do you? what is your thing? Do you just ignore it? Or is it not even really brought up? Um, I feel like I don't really get harassed at all like that anymore. Maybe when I was younger. Definitely when I started training. That was I started training when I was 14 years old. So I was wow. in high school. And that's when wrestling was not cool. Like, it, <laughs> like, it was some people. People watch it. And a lot of people, like, more people would secretly watch it, but you know, people here, I'm a, being a pro wrestler and they kind of would talk shit a little bit. Uh, they wouldn't really say it to my face ever. Cause I was always in shape. Uh, and I was a, a, like, I was a, a wrestler in high school in, uh, till ninth grade. And then I started doing the pro wrestling. I quit there, but I always had a good build and I, uh, no one would like try to really fuck with me. It's like, like nobody, Hey nobody man, fuck you. off. No, no one ever would. Um, but I, I'm always here. Like, oh, that person said was talking shit about wrestling, and this person said this. And, um, but it, it really like the thing that I think is so funny is like when people are like, "Oh, you watch that fake wrestling shit?" It's like 
Well, no shit at stake. Like, what are you, a fucking idiot? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's 2021 now. Like, Listen, you can say wrestling is fake all you want until you start taking those bumps. Yeah. And as soon as somebody who says that wrestling is fake takes that bump, they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, but is it is it fake or is it scripted? Because I think of the, there's nothing fake about a there's backdrop. There's nothing fake. There's about nothing fake about a superplex. Yeah. There's nothing fake about a a, a, a fucking uh, uh, what's well, when Rob and I we go to like firehouses and shit. Like what are those? Some we watch some of those events, right? Yeah, I I got pretty do- cool with Crowbar. I'm sure you remember Crowbar from WCW. I got pretty cool with him over the years just through social media, and yeah. he always invites me out to the shows that he does locally and so we go to like these little gymnasiums and like dude i'm like a little fucking kid there but go ahead joe yeah and i was gonna say and and i get like crazy excited these guys are jumping off of a top rope through a table and you're like that was real like i just watched it it's real yeah there's nothing fake about doing a moonsault off the top rope and jumping on someone and going through a table that's not fake like (laughs) there's nothing fake about that there's there's stuff you know that obviously we uh be oversell obviously for you know to make it you know but it's a lot the stuff doesn't feel good like yeah the mat's not like people think the mat's like a trampoline or it's it's how the ring is made it's steel on top of that is wood on top of that is like uh maybe like amateur like and then there's then there's a canvas which is almost like a denim material it's, it's really, it's not a soft thing. So we just know about that, even right? like, yeah. I get sick of like a, shoulder, like a shoulder tackle and I'll bump it. I'm like, oh shit, fucking hurt. Yeah, you know, well, like, th- so it's not. Believe a- me, I, I, we remember because we made, like I said, we made a ring back in the day and that shit was taking a superplex off this little bootleg ring we made was like, yeah, but you, you were hurting bo- for a week. You and I both still have the scars to prove that there was nothing fake about yeah, this shit. Uh, of, we course, of course, of course. And we even have, um, one of our old wrestling colleagues, Mr. Khan, in the building tonight. Oh, is is, uh, is X Khan in the building? X-Con okay, cool. is in the live chat. But um, so I have a question. So, at what point, uh, John, did you say like you know like what was what was the defining moment for you where you were like, this is what I want to do? So, um, a lot of people have that moment. I don't really have it. It's kind of just new. If that makes sense, like I I watched it since I was as young as she could be and watching wrestling really. Uh, so, and it just was like, there was no thought about it. There was no like, you know what, dad, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. It was like, yeah, I'm going to be a wrestler. Of course I'm going to do that. What else would I do? Yeah, like, I just, like, there was what no, else is there? there what am I going to be a fucking mailman? Uh, no. Like, uh, you know, when I started to go and, you know, when I was in high school and I uh, went to college, like, I'm like, okay, backup job. Hey, what, what can I do? And then, but I was always like, no, wrestling is, I'm going to make it in wrestling, which when I got into wrestling, like for someone my size, it was not even like, that was almost next to impossible. So I'm glad that the wrestling business kind of changed where it's more about, you know, being a good wrestler instead of just being fucking Big, six yeah. foot eight. Being an athlete. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, uh, UFC getting very popular it helps that too because you know you like to some of these guys some of the most badass guys in the world and they're freaking 135 pounds 145 pounds you know yeah. like and they're still fucking badasses so maybe that helped a little bit or maybe they just people kind of realize that the world doesn't want to see a boring ass you know match of two giants just kind of 
hitting each other and not really doing much. Uh, I think the independent wrestling getting big helped that too because all the guys, you know, Daniel Bryan, you know, all these freaking awesome independent wrestlers were yep. not very big, but having the best matches and, you know, being the best professional wrestler, really. So I, I'm glad that it, it did uh, evolve. The business evolved a little bit. We're actually a lot. So, I mean, yeah, it was, it was I kind of went off track, but there was no really actual moment that I just realized I had to do it. It was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to obviously do a wrestler. Yeah. Of course. You just always good know. for you. I mean, John, listen, I always knew that I was going to scream in my car for a living to, <laughs> to, to, to uh, do a bit. I always knew when I was a little kid, I was, I was born in the 1970s, John. And I was like, you know what? When I'm fucking 40 something years old, I'm going to scream in my car for a living. I just knew it. I just well, knew that was going to happen. You're good at it. So <laughs> I'm not going to lie for a minute. I thought that we would be wrestlers. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Well, we did go through a And then a I period. went through that stage where I got the contest and I got in the ring and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. But getting punched in the face, you know, you know, uh, pulled punches or not, it's still not a good time. Yeah. And I did the same thing with uh, oh. with um, with UFC. Yeah. Getting punched in the face yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it, it sucks. It, it does. It definitely <laughs> sucks. John, before we yeah. get to our, um, so we have we have a, a Patreon family who has a couple questions for you. Uh, but before we get to those questions, uh, I, I have one last one for me. Sure. On your Mount Rushmore of wrestling or wrestlers, who would be who would be on your Mount Rushmore for for you personally? I'm going to give you mine first, just to give you an example of where I come from in wrestling. Yeah. Okay. My Mount Rushmore will include Bruiser Brody, Macho Man Randy Savage, Hayabusa, and Sabu. They're interchangeable. They're, they're both one and the same. And Kenny Omega. Now, Kenny Omega has been removed from the list, and John Silver is in his spot now. Kenny Omega did something. I, I, I got heat with Kenny Omega, okay? But we won't go into that on this podcast. Well, I'll, I'll tell you privately on Instagram. But um, okay. Bruiser Brody... Uh, actually, Macho Man Randy Savage, the, the very first memory I have of wrestling is Macho Man Randy Savage pile-driving Ricky Morton from the Rock and Roll Express through a table in ICW. That was the first time I ever saw wrestling, and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then Bruiser Brody scared the fucking shit out of me as a kid because this is when I still thought wrestling was real, and I was like, why would anybody get in the ring with Bruiser Brody? Um, Hayabusa Sabu because I was out of wrestling for probably five, six years, seven years. And then at three o'clock in the morning, I ended up seeing some ECW shit and, um, they, they brought over Hayabusa and, um, I forget the other dude, the Japanese dude that used to have the Chinese letters like tattooed all over his body. I forget what his name was. This was back in like the early nineties. Um, uh, Wow, you, a, you know who I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, I'm just drawing a blank right now because I'm dumb. Yeah, but, no, uh, <laughs> I, I can't think of his name either. He, but they they were wrestling yeah. in ECW, and I was and I, I saw the shit that they were doing. I was like, holy fuck! Like, what is this moonsault shit? What is this chairs and flying over the top rope? I can't believe it. And then I was hooked again for a couple years. Then I got out of it for all these years, probably 10, 15 years. I didn't watch it at all. And then I saw the Kenny Omega versus, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, 
Okada in, in Japan. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, so that would be my Mount Rushmore. But again, uh, Kenny Omega has been replaced by John Silver. So who is your Mount Rushmore of wrestling? Uh, by the way, Zayn uh, Takushi. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember this. Um, so now it's such a tough one because like growing, there's growing up me, which like, like that's going to be different from the way I view wrestling more now or more like with a teenager. Um, or, you know, so like early me being is the first, you know, as a young little kid, the very first people that come to mind are going to be Stone Cold and The Undertaker, obviously. I knew those uh, two. And then I was going to guess The Rock and Mankind. I was like, this is this guy's Mount Rushmore wrestling. But okay, so you got Stone Cold and The Undertaker. Who were the other two? Stone Cold The Undertaker. Um, you know what? I actually, it's tough because I had, like, I slowly, like, would change my favorites. But The Stone Cold was, that's when I grew up, like, that's like some of the best TV ever where we, the stuff he was doing. So he's like the number one by far when it comes to me being hooked on wrestling and the undertaker too, was just, you know, like I was a kid. I'm like, he's kind of scary, but I like it. And he's really, it's really cool. Like I was just like, you know, uh, I, I would probably even throw the Hardy boys in there. Okay. Um, you know, that TLC, first TLC match, like was freaking like hooked. I was like, damn, I want to be, I want to throw myself off freaking buildings now, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in my fourth, no, I might even, well, me as a kid, I think it grows up and it changes, but I'll give you my next, not much more. Uh, when, you know what? It's tough. This one's tough because I hated all the heels. Like, so the rock was a heel, but I didn't like him. Uh, like triple H was a heel. Didn't like, him. um, Kurt Angle was a face, right? No, he was a heel too. I think his first, like, very first exposure was a face, and they quickly turned him heel. I think. Uh, but then I might say Mankind actually too, because he was just being scary. But I like as a kid, I loved that. But, but you felt bad as I started getting old. <laughs> yeah, but it was like it was such good stuff. And he's a Long Island guy too, so of course I love him. But. uh I think as I got older, then it would change to Kurt Angle. Be, definitely became like my number one. Uh, you know, you know, I'm not just saying it because I work with him, but uh, Chris Jericho. Um, Chris Jericho, like then also Sean because his matches were just amazing. Um, and then I can't. I guess I can't say this maybe, but like watching his wrestling ability, not anything else would be. Probably Benoit. I just love the way he wrestles. Oh yeah. Um, no. And anytime anybody a, brings up Benoit, I I never. I mean, obviously, what he did is what he did. But like, he's I still always one of my favorites. It's it's his in ring work. You know, is that was what one you of my what like I judge him on. Like, obviously, he did what happened was horrible. But anytime people say. Oh, Benoit is one of my favorite wrestlers. I don't look at them like a social justice warrior. Like, what? How could you like him after what he did? No, it's what he did when he was in the ring. So, yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree that he, he could be up there. Let me tell you a real quick story about Chris Jericho, John, before we get into these uh, Patreon questions for you. Chris Jericho, I mean, obviously, I've, I've 
been lucky enough to have gone viral plenty of times on the internet with the videos that I've done. Chris Jericho, oh, yeah. 1 billion percent knows who I am. 1 billion percent knows my face. Even if he doesn't know my name, he's like, oh, I've seen that dude before, okay? I get on, this was right before COVID. This was February of 2020. So right before like the COVID shit happened in March. I get on an airplane. Actually, this is a funny story too, because I had first class, a first class seat for a Sunday morning flight. One of my buddies that I was with didn't want, we were in Florida for like a video shoot. And my buddy was like, yo, I don't want to stay here anymore. I want to come home. I want to come home. So we ended up coming home a day early and I had to fly and coach. Right. So I gave up my first class ticket for Sunday to fly home a day early. So I'm getting on the plane, getting ready to go back into my peasant seat all the way in the back of the plane. Who's sitting in first class? grilling the fuck this is before masks and everything grilling the fuck out of me is chris jericho and we lock eyes with each other like i know who you are i know who you are but neither one of us broke character and i just walked back to the back of the plane with my head down i was like he thinks i'm this big fucking peasant i'm fucking so never talk to him right so i text Uh ortiz and I was like, yo, Jericho is on my flight, but we no-sold our interaction together. Um, what should I do? He was like, bro, just go up to him and say what's up, man. He's such a cool dude, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, ah, all right, we'll see what happens. We get off the plane, and we're going to baggage claim now. He's standing there all by himself. John, this is a fucking shoot, bro. Five people came up to me to take pictures with me that recognize me from the internet. He's standing all by himself waiting for his fucking suitcases. He still wouldn't come up to me and say, yo, what's going on, man? How you doing? And I didn't, I actually didn't have the balls to do it, to go up to him. And, so, and I hate you for that. Bro, we, we had the most awkward interaction. So, like, I, I kind of had beef with Chris Jericho, like, that we, we never, like, recognized each other. But is he a cool dude behind the scenes? Yeah, he's very helpful. Um, awesome. He's he's like um, he's he likes to help people. He likes to really, you know, he's not just there. And some people, you know, what he could do is he could show up and just get his paycheck and do what he has to do, and then kind of hide and leave. But right. he he doesn't like he's he's come up to me and talked to me multiple times about little advice I should do. Um, you know, he likes to hang out with the boys. Uh, you know, after the shows, we'll yeah. hang out with everyone. But I've always been really cool with Chris, so it's actually, you know, hanging out with, like, one of your favorite wrestlers of all time, it's always pretty cool. That's amazing. <laughs> so if I went up if yeah. I went up to Chris that day at, at the baggage claim, and I was like, hey, bro, I'm, I'm Robert Frank. Nice to meet you, man. I'm a big fan. Like, he wouldn't have big-time me? No. I mean, <laughs> of course, like, you always, of course you hear the stories of, like, not just not him, per se, but, like, Anyone where you catch a famous person on a long day and they're kind of like a dick, but right. he everybody had to hide him. Oh, hey Johnny, how you been? What's going on? Like, but so unless he had like a terrible freaking day, bed flight, he's sick or doing something, he would probably be really cool and you know, one hundred percent be with that. So awesome, Rob, Rob. I bet Chris Jericho doesn't know who the fuck you are. I guarantee you, he, he knows he who I. There's, if he was he looking at me does. like, is he gonna he say hi to does. me? Like we were playing, it was like whose dick is bigger than whose. So we were playing this game with each other, and I guarantee, dude, there's no way he doesn't at least know my face. 
I mean, okay. So, John, we don't want to hold you too long. So let's get to these questions from our Patreon members. Uh, there's about 10 or 12 in here that we'll, we'll breeze through and, um, you know, give us as much as you want, and we'll move on to the next question. So first one comes from our man Robert Walker. He says, what's up, John Silver? How do you like AEW? What's it like to work in the Dark Order? I love your finisher. Have you ever thought of going to WWE? So I know I gave you a lot there, but um, how do you like AEW, and what's it like working in the Dark Order? Uh, AEW is awesome. I mean, uh, it's just it's a great job. I mean, uh, we really I don't. It's like a I'm wrestling a I'm I'm working a job right now where I get to do exactly what I want, and it's not even like I have to be there all the time. It's not like I'm Man. constantly on the road. I'm constantly doing this. I have to, you know. I'm never home. I don't get to do this or see my friends. It's, you know, we, we wrestle, we have TV once a week and we film dark and we do whatever. So like I, I get so much freedom. Um, we get freedom in like the way we are able to like show ourselves too. Yeah. Um, like, like me, right. Like me being like John Silver is, is me. It's not even like, it's literally a lot of the stuff I say. Is stuff That's I great. It's not a character. Every- Whatever's coming out of your mouth is what the real you would say. Yeah, it's really not a character even like at all, basically, which is funny. But uh, love it there. Dark Order is great because, like I was saying before, like we just all get along. Like there's no like, oh well, this guy is a dick, or, you know, whatever. Like and our, all our personalities are different, but I think they work. And when you put them all together, especially in like a uh, like a comedy setting for like BTE, or even like on even on Dynamite, like we all have we're all different. We all wrestle a little bit different. We all act a little different, but it all meshes well. It so all it, works. It yeah, it just works. It's not like there's like oh well, we have two of these guys that do the same thing, and this guy is kind of just a dick. It, it really, it's just <laughs> we're all we're all buddies. So um, to, to take the heat off of you, there is no thoughts of WWE at this time, right? No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, no, it, it's just, I mean, I love AEW. So yeah. I'm having a blast here. Obviously, there's people that, that work for WWE that love it. There's, you know, you hear a lot of horror, horror stories, too. So, you know, I, I'm having a lot of fun here. Um, I'm making money here. Um, you know, I'm just enjoying myself and having a blast. So, I mean, obviously, when... Before AEW, like WWE was the the target, but even once AEW came, like started, I was like, you know what, that's that's my number one place I want to go. It's not WWE anymore. Awesome. Um, yeah, this is where I want to stay. Right, that's that's good shit, man. A good answer. Kevin the Body uh, says, John, what are the requirements to join the Dark Order for men compared to women? It seems like the men are physically talented, but maybe emotionally vulnerable. While the women tend to be super hot, also who is hotter, Anna J or Tay Conti? So I guess I, I guess break down are are there different requirements for men and women? I, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, I mean, if you're gonna be a, if you're gonna be a guy in the dark order, you gotta be a total hunk. You gotta be <laughs> handsome. <laughs> I want some muscles. But half of them wear masks, uh, John. What, what are you talking? about? So wait, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, I, all right, five's not a hunk. All right, I'll say it. <laughs> ten. Three hunk. <laughs> gotcha. But uh, then uh, the women, um, I don't know. 
I don't know. We only let Anna J in, so I don't even know what the requirements are. <laughs> So, Anna J, oh, again, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm, so, if your girlfriend's listening to this, put her earmuffs on. Anna J or Tay Conti, who's hotter? Oh, I'm, I am not, I'm not answering that. Won't, off, and Tay Conti is like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, so I can't piss her off. So. I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, both very good-looking women. <laughs> good answer, John. Oh, Juicy One says, hey, John. Who do you think, as a promo, is the most underrated in the biz? So, underrated promo. Uh, one big thing for me as a wrestling fan, I get more invested in the wrestlers who could sell me uh, their matches on how they present themselves through their promo. So, who do you think is the most underrated promo in wrestling? Um, depends on how people are rating people. <laughs> I guess, you know what I'm saying? If you're rating, depends on how, I guess. Um... Uh, I think just someone who is getting some love with this promo, but maybe he's not like everyone, like everyone's talking about it. Like Kingston's got a really good promo and he can just talk about anything and just make it believe, um, yeah. whatever he's saying. He can, he can just, he can, he can tell you a lie that you know what is a hundred percent lie. And you'd be like, and you'll oh, actually, it. you know what? I think, I think he's right. <laughs> you know, he maybe can I sell sunglasses to a blind man. Yeah. So, um, he's, I mean, He's only been with AEW for, you know, maybe six, six months, seven months, maybe. Um, so maybe he might be underrated, but he's definitely, he's a top promo guy. Um, besides that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, it's hard to say who's underrated when you don't know where everyone's getting rated per se, you know, but, right. um, no, Kings, I, would, I, I think Kingston, Kingston is a good answer because, again, he's not a household name. People, If you go on the street and be like, hey, did you hear Eddie Kingston's promo? They'll be like, who? So, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. would consider him being underrated. But if you're an AEW fan or wrestling fan uh, or been following, you know, NWA or TNA or anything like that, Impact, you would know who he is. But, no, that's a good answer. Muscles Marinara says, hey, bros and John, uh, thanks for liking my tweet earlier. So, I, I yes, I did like Muscles Marinara's treat, uh, tweet earlier. He goes, what's it like being the most over motherfucker in wrestling today? Johnny Hungy for life. So wh wh <laughs> how are you taking all this new stardom, bro? Um, Can you yeah, go to the grocery store? Do, do you get stopped and mobbed by fans? Uh, no, I can go anywhere. I'm pretty good right now. <laughs> that, 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 I, it, I, the day I, is coming. I, well, <laughs> it's uh it's not anything too crazy. I I get recognized sometimes. Um but it's uh usually people are very respectful so it's not even like weird like uh there was a guy at the gym and uh like just staring at me and I felt it because I actually was about to ask someone for a spot and I'm trying to like gauge the room to see who's actually capable of giving me a proper spot, you know? And uh this guy's just looking at me. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy looking at? I'm like, do you want to spot me out? Like, what's the deal? So, uh, eventually I did, like, uh, the machine next to him, whatever the hell I was doing. He asked me who I was, but, um, but he didn't want, he's like, oh, he didn't ask for a picture. He's like, oh, I'm a big fan. So I, I feel like a lot of people that do recognize me are, like, really respectful. So, um, but, um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's almost like stuff hasn't changed, but, it has changed, if that makes sense. Like it's it's going with, to change once the world goes back to normal. 
I'm telling you right now it's going to because yeah. it's it just it's going to be a different scene. But we get that a lot, too. And uh, me and Joey have like code words now when we're out in public and when you could tell when someone recognizes you because they pull their phone out, they're looking at you, they're looking at the phone, they're showing their friends, they're like whispering. Yeah, yeah. It's like you always know when someone knows who you are. Um, but the one thing that I've, and I don't have to give you any advice. Listen, you're on TV every fucking Wednesday night. The, the one thing that I've never done in the four or five years that I've been doing this as like my full-time like gig I've never turned down a picture. Like if someone's like, Hey, can I get a, I never, I I've never big timed anybody, whether I was going to miss a flight. If I was doing an expo and I was at a meet and greet and fucking shaking hands, kissing babies all day. And someone comes after hours, like the one thing, and I'm sure you had the personality. I could tell that you would never do that too, but always keep that in the back of your mind that these are the people that are actually paying your bills, whether or not they're giving you money directly, they are the bill payers. So Always, um, yeah. Like I said, I don't have to give always, you advice, but yeah, I've always been like it's. It's to me, it still doesn't make sense that you know, like I'm that people are coming up to me and wanting to just get a picture with me or just talk to me or exactly. just like tweet it. They get excited if I like the tweeter. Like so, it's, to me, that's still just crazy that this even happened. So I respect all my fans, um, but. Yeah, so I've never, I've never turned down any like anyone's picture or just a, you know, someone that comes up to me. Uh, but what the only thing that I will do though is if, so this happened the other day. Uh, me and Miro were walking to the hotel and like there was a stands outside, and so you, they came up to us and they said, Miro, Miro, can I get a picture? So I just kept walking. Yeah. So because I don't want to be that guy. That's like, oh wait, did you want me to? You know, you did, yeah. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> We know somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> so if they don't, if they're not going to ask me, uh, I'll, it's fine. I can just go past, um, you know, not everyone's going to be a huge John Silver fan, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's that, that's awesome, man. And, and listen, if you hung around, they'd be like, John, can we get a pick? But um, Anthony Clark, let's let's move on because we got about uh, four or five more. Anthony Clark says, back in, uh, back in the time, they had many organizations to choose from. Uh, now... When it's time to pick one of them, it's about money exposure and the way they use you or the way they book and treat you. Okay, so I guess what Anthony is saying, if I could, because uh, I've been drinking a little bit, so I may be reading this wrong, but um, I guess what he's saying is, would you rather go to a promotion where you're going to get paid more money, get the exposure, but do what you're told, or do get maybe paid a little bit less, but have the creative freedom to do what you want and get yourself over, which ultimately will make you more money in the long run with merch sales and, uh, you know, contract extensions and stuff like that. What's more important to you right now? Um, I mean, uh, they would have to be, I'd have to like, to say a definite answer, it'd have to be like, if the company is paying you more, it's like, Hey, we're going to give you $10 million, but you have to do this. I might just suck it up and get it ten million dollars, but oh, okay. if it's you know, available, I'd rather just like do what I'm doing now. Like, like, uh, like I have so much. I have a lot of freedom. Like, I can kind of do what I want, and like all the stuff on BT is now transferring over to, to TV, and then we're yeah. doing almost slightly BT stuff on TV. Like this past uh, Dynamite. There was stuff. There was stuff on there. It was like 
some like uh, Trent actually texted me he's like, "Hey, so you guys are basically doing BTE on TV now?" I'm like, "That's <laughs> kind of just what it was. That's just what we did. That's just what we do." And it was in our it was in our little dark horror layer there. And uh, um, so I, I, I I'm having a blast. So I would definitely take a pay cut to have more freedom. And I know there's you know I maybe I shouldn't I don't know if it probably doesn't care. He probably will say it himself, but. Uh, a guy in, in AEW that he's seen WWE was like, he's like, I don't care how much money they would give me, like I would never go back. I have so much more fun here at AEW. Um, so, wow. I mean, if you're if it's gonna make you that depressed, that kind of shows you like the environment and like the just the overall just feels of of that and, and you hear that you know because I I listen to a lot of shoot interviews, I listen to a lot of podcasts like wrestling podcasts. It, it, it seems like over in the other locker room, it's like miserable. Unless you're like a top guy, you know, it's 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 misery. But yeah, no, I mean, listen, you're you're in a good spot. I don't want right to. I don't want to show them and uh, put words in other people's mouths because you know you hear you hear those people, uh, and then there's other people that say like how much they like it, but you know those people get like, oh, they're just saying that because they work there, so. I won't say that that everyone thinks like that or, you know, so, but from the, I don't think there's anyone in AEW is like, man, it's like a prison here. I can't do anything I want. Like, right. no, you know, I have no, like, it's just a good time. So I, I, I think it always had more fun in AEW, but I don't want to share on anyone, any other company either. You know, I, I got you, man. It's always, you always got to play it safe, man. Cause you never know. Peter, uh, Peter with the RF tat. So one one of our one of our Patreon members, uh, Peter, he actually has my my logo, my little emoji, my red face emoji with the bandana. He has it tattooed on his arm. Um, he says, oh, "Yeah." He says, "John, do you have anybody with a with a Dark Order John Silver tattoo yet, or what, bro? Come on, get on my level." No, I'm just kidding. Peter says, uh, "What's up, fam? My question is: Any plans on who is going to be the new leader of the Dark Order?" Um, is, is there going to be anybody that is put in that spot? And what was your reaction to sting coming back? Hmm. So I okay, guess we'll so go over the dark first, order first. What, what's happening with that? Do you, are you allowed to say anything or, or do you know anything or what's happening? All right. So even before that, I think it was actually today and I've actually had like two or three other ones, people sending me their tattoos of the dark order symbol on them. Oh Just shit! Saying. Okay, so I'm I'm I got I got two people that I know of so far that have tattoos of my emoji. So you got me beat. Okay, I'm a peasant. Go ahead, John. Every time, but uh, um, so there's there's not going to be another leader of Dark Order. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't have final say. So if something drastically changed, no one else is leading Dark Order. Mister Brody was the leader. He, he is the only, the one and only exalted one. No one else is taking his spot. Uh, I mean, I if it was if it even comes up, I will vote absolutely not. That will never happen to me. Uh, so, no, no leader. We're just going to be, we're just going to be the dark order. Uh, you know, obviously, Uno is usually more the mouthpiece. Yeah, but, I was just going to say, Eva Luno, even before Brody came on the scene, he was like kind of like the mouthpiece, and he could cut a really good promo any in any circumstance. And all of you guys, I mean, I guess the practice of BTE just doing, I mean, uh, uh, you and, and Reynolds and uh, even Stu Grace, everybody 
could cut a good fucking promo. So I, I guess you really don't need a new leader. He'll he'll be leader forever. What about Sting? How did you feel about that? Oh, so <laughs> this is pretty funny. So they didn't tell us that Sting was going to debut, or at least they didn't tell me. So um, it might have been, maybe it was the match after, uh, I think he might have debuted after me, Alex, and Hangman. Um, wrestled Matt Hardy in private party. So I remember I was in, I hurt, I hurt my knee that day. I just got bruised badly, but but um, I was in the uh, trainer's office where actually, no, maybe it was when I hurt my heel. I don't know. I was in the trainer's room anyway. doesn't matter. And uh, I'm got, I got ice on whatever, whether my knee or my heel, whatever the hell it was hurting. And <laughs> so I'm just sitting there, ice in my freaking shit, whatever. And there's a door there and Sting walks in in full gear. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. And I just like, I'm like bullshitting on my phone, texting people who are fucking on the internet. And I look up and Sting's there, full gear, with his freaking jacket, everything on. And he like, as he's walking past, he looks me in the eyes. And I'm just like, <gasps> like I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. And then like, he just walks past. I'm like, what the hell? So I always had this joke. It's not, it doesn't even make sense, but I would always like whenever someone would say, "Oh, guess who?" or "Oh, so it was me and this person." I was like, "Oh, who? Who Sting?" Like that was always my thing. Yeah. So, I'd be like uh, someone be like, "Oh, so I was uh, at the at the bar." I'm like, "Oh, with who Sting?" Like that was just always my thing. I would say to Alex. <laughs> so I text Alex as I'm in the trainer's office. I'm like, "Hey, uh, Alex, guess who's here tonight?" He's like, "Who?" I'm like, "No, Alex, guess." He's like. <laughs> Thing? I'm like, yes, thing is here tonight. So it's just uh, that was just a pretty funny thing. But um, I mean, things the man. So far, he's been really nice. I, I've talked to him like real quick once, but everyone else that has really talked to him more has been saying that how like nice and cool he is. So um, yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. It's 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 good to good to see him back on TV and whatever role that he's going to be in, and hopefully he could. Uh, you know, he could uh, spend some time with you and uh, give you some words of wisdom one of these days. Uh, Nathaniel Ellis yep. says, Mr. Silver, do you have any ties or moonlight at CZW? And if so, uh, is there any way the Beaver Boys are going to appear again? Because the shit you guys did to Dick Justice was funny as fuck. Blessings on your <laughs> success and safety. So what the fuck is he talking about? I've, I'm in the dark here. What's happening? Oh, you're missing out. This is like... This <laughs> Do I got a YouTube BCE this before. You're going to have to. Okay. Um, we, so, uh, I did CZW, which is, if you're not aware, is an uh, independent promotion. Um, it was definitely one of the, the top promotions, like independent promotions, you know, in America, definitely. Yep. And they're, they're more so, they rose up because of, like, they're known for ultraviolence. So, these, some of these guys are doing most insane deathmatch shit you've ever seen. Like, like I, it's hard to even explain the shit they do because it's, it's hard to even think of. But they would do this shit and then, but they'd also have like good wrestling. So, like, not saying that's not good wrestling, but they'd have like good, like, regular mat wrestling and stuff like that. So, um, I started there uh, probably like 2012 or some shit. And uh, me and Alex are tag team champions. And then, um, Eventually, we, I think we took some time off. We came back, or whenever it was. I forgot what it was. But we had a feud with um, this team called Team Tremendous. Uh, Dan Barry and Bill Carr. Now, 
Bill Brody reminded me of Bill Carr so much because they made me laugh so much, like uncontrollable, like laughter. It was hard to film shit with him because I would just always be laughing. Right. So their their gimmick was they were like uh, basically like detective cops, you know, like they wear like uh, the overalls and like the you know. Um, like a cop outfit, and then Dan would wear like almost like a Miami cop, so he had like a like a Did you say Hawaiian Texas, type shirt. You, you said Texas cop wear overalls. <laughs> no, so like Bill was like Bill had the old like not overalls. I'm thinking, what am I thinking of? Um, fuck, uh, not like freaking the jean overalls. What am I, the I can't think of the word. Whatever, just for picture of like a detective cop <laughs> with the freaking shit. I don't know, but. Anywho, it <laughs> doesn't matter. They were cops. <laughs> so, uh, um, so they did, we did, we decided to have, we're going to have a feud. That's all they they told us. So we're like, okay, let's film some shit. So we did these bits where, um, me and Alex would like break a law, but like, it could be like jaywalking or it could be like, there's a sign that said no autographs and we signed an autograph and they would always try to bust us. And, this is like really what this is like the stuff that we do now, like before we were there, obviously. And, um, we would, you know, it, it eventually got pretty crazy. Like it, I would just say whatever the fuck we wanted. And it, it, if you look up CCW, I think it's investigations. Maybe that might come up, okay. but there's a lot of videos and, uh, Bill, Bill and Dan are really, really funny. Dan's a stand up comedian and Bill is just the funniest guy ever. And, uh, we had these really funny, like, uh, skits. And then, um, we had a few, like, really good matches with them on C- for CZW. And, uh, they eventually got this guy with them who was also doing it on the Indies, a cop gimmick, because his name is Dick Justice, or his name is Dick Justice, is it? And, uh, <laughs> we did the thing once where we're wrestling, we're wrestling the uh, Dan and Bill. Dick comes out, and we cheated in the match. So he pulls out like it's a fake gun, but he pull, he pulls it on me, and the crowd fucking goes nuts. I see a lady fucking run away as if they they, they didn't know it was a, a fake gun or even a wrestler, and uh, like they arrested me. And we did uh, videos of him too. Uh, it was just real. It was like filming those were so much fun, and that was before BTE. So that's like I get to do that again now with yeah. BTE because uh, I like. When I was like growing up, obviously I always wanted to be a wrestler. But I'm like, oh, another cool job. So I was like doing some kind of com- like comedy. Like if I was like a, yeah, in a comedy movie, maybe maybe you could comedy. convince Rob to get back to the comedy. I don't do comedy Rob? anymore. Yeah, c- convince Rob to get back to the comedy. I don't do comedy anymore. I'm, I miss filming skits. This uh, guy's the king of comedy, and he decided to hang it up. I do politics. Well, now, let's do some together. <laughs> Hey, if John if John gets me down to a BTE segment, man, I'll be funny as hell. I promise. Let's do it. I'm gonna do it, Matt. One day it'll recruit you. There you go. Give me give me some but, of that purple purple Kool Aid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. And CW was great, and like it's people like people like oh wow, I never knew John was so funny or John and Alex was so funny. It's like damn, I, we've been doing this shit for years, <laughs> so it's uh. Yeah, that, that's like early stuff. So if you haven't seen that stuff, you can look it up. I, I think EZW look up uh, tremendous investigations. It might be under, but um, there you go. 
Yeah. All right. Well, we'll def- we'll definitely look that up because I got to see it. Uh, Jimmy, the bread guy, uh, he asked another uh, a Beaver Boys question, but we already answered that. He says, um, "Would you ever vouch for Rob, meaning me, and get him a contract in some form with AEW?" So, what, what about <laughs> me, John? His first match in the room. What about me? What about Raven? No. What What about What about me? I mean, listen, I'm I'm too old to get in the wrestling business, but I would definitely do a BTE skit if. Uh, if if it ever if if you were ever uh, able to get me in there, I'd I'd do something. Rob's really good for throwing one punch. Yeah, I told you I told you a while ago. I was like, hey, we, it'd be funny if we try to recruit you. So I'm I'm still open to that. So four, four people uh, four people in the AEW audience will know who Robert Frank is. <laughs> I don't know. People have seen even if they don't really watch like watch your stuff, they've seen your face. They if you're scrolling face. through Facebook. They've seen you, like, yeah. I, like it's a, especially like, especially when you, you first came out with all the like your first few viral videos. Like, I've watched like a shit ton of videos, you know. So it's uh, even if they don't like go out to find you, they've seen you just scrolling, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. No, it it will be fun. One of these days, we'll definitely do it. John Nelson says, "What's up, John? Thank you for all the entertainment and and sport." that you bring us each and every week in AEW. Could you briefly touch on the recovery aspect that it takes post-match to get ready for the following matches? Uh, thanks. That's a good question. So John is a personal trainer. So what is a, like? What is your after-match uh, uh, protocol, I guess? Do you ice down? Like, well, what happens? Yeah, what's regimen. your regimen? There you go. Regimen, not protocol. Regimen. There's some, there's sometimes I, I come back and I feel great. Like I feel better than when I went out there. So yeah, just cool down. But like, like I said, I had, I think it was like two weeks in a row where I got, it was actually the, that over the top battle royal thing that we did mm-hmm. where I got thrown out and looked at hard, but I somehow I bashed my heel into the floor mm. and then I was limping the next day. And then, uh, the match with Matt Hardy, I bashed my knee um, he gave me like that twist of fate where my legs were on the apron and somehow my knee went under kind of like under the ring. Dude, I saw that. Beam. That was crazy. Yeah. So actually I have a crazy freaking, uh, <laughs> like scar tissue, something in my knee where I could feel it like moving around, which kind of is weird. Damn. But, um, so then it's like, luckily we have our, uh, we have a doctor there. We have physical therapist there. So right after I'll kind of go in there, I, if I'm bruised up on ice or, uh, they could always like do like the scraping for the muscles, which uh, breaks up knots, in the muscles they have, uh, they have, um, the cupping that they could do. Um, they have the massage gun. They could, you know, crack our backs with pretty much whatever, uh, physical therapist could do. Okay. So, and there's a few of them. If I'm really hurting, I'll go in there, but if I'm, if I feel fine, I'll probably just, you know, go to the back, kind of cool down, relax to breathe a little bit and mentally on my head go over what happened and just, you know during the match and uh we'll all be good but maybe yeah i probably won't stretch after because i'm freaking lazy but uh <laughs> i really am so lazy but um yeah as long as i'm not hurt or hurting too much i'll i'll just kind of chill and relax but um right. if i am i'm just there so it's good Good shit, good shit. Alpha and Omega says, good evening, fellas. My question is, what is Chris Jericho and John Moxley's attitudes backstage? Also, just wanted to give my condolences uh, on the loss of Mr. Brody Lee. So how is uh, how is Jericho and Moxley to you backstage? Uh, 
I mean, you don't have to go in, in depth, but are, are they cool dudes? Like, they, they give you the time of day, or do they big-time you? Yeah, Moxley's, like, the like the most chill dude ever. Yeah. Um, he's kind of, like, a, a little intimidating because he just, he's very, like, too, he's kind of to himself, but he's not. Like, he just kind of, he kind of has that vibe that he just is like to himself. But if you go up to him and talk to him, like, like, I'm a big UFC fan, and so is he. So we started talking for, like, 15, 20 minutes about, you know, UFC, and he's just kind of, he's cool. He's just, he's not the type of guy that's, like, going to go around and start playing jokes on you or, like, just, you know, he's just kind of, like, he's a little to himself, but he will talk to anyone, and he, he likes to talk to people. Okay. But um, he's, uh, Jericho is, is <laughs> Jericho is fun. Uh, a lot of just what you see, especially now on Dynamite, is how Chris is. Um, like he likes to help. He talked to me multiple times about little things I could do to improve myself, um, which I always appreciate. And uh, he's always down to hang out after. Um, you know, I think a lot of times after the shows, especially like, uh, yeah, a lot of times after the shows, like he'll hang out. Uh, everyone's kind of drinking and hanging out, and um, it's cool to hear like him. And I'll be like Matt Hardy. And you know a bunch of other guys that uh, have been there for a while, like telling stories and stuff like that. So it's always fun. Um, but it's really cool that the guys I've watched for a long time are end up being like actual good guys. Um, good Chris shit because cool. they say never meet your heroes because you'll always be disappointed. But it, I'm I'm glad that you've had good experience um, with. He you might know, be. Is I always if I can get a match with Chris Jericho. I'd be so happy. <laughs> oh, you'd be set. Spanky Dawson. Uh, we got three more for you, John. Spanky Dawson uh, says he's for, he's one of our Australian uh, Patreon members. He says, do you know uh, where there's any Australian uh, wrestling communities? Like, is there any independent uh, or federations or anything in Australia? The Aussie community? Have, have you ever worked in, in Australia or, or are there any to your knowledge? I'm sure there are. There uh, I have I haven't wrestled there, but there definitely is some. Um, there definitely is some. Uh, there's, uh, I forgot this girl's name. This, uh, someone hit me up on Facebook. This uh, wrestler from um, Australia. Um, isn't that, isn't that big I don't know chick from uh, the, the Rhea Ripley chick? Isn't she from Australia? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. I think she's from somewhere. But um, this one girl hit me up about she's a wrestler in, the, in uh, Australia. She's talking about you know where to go. She she moves to uh, the New York area and like where places to train. So she trains somewhere in Australia, and I've seen pictures. She does shows, um, and I know there's other. There's definitely places. You just gotta. I think if you really do a, a search on Google, I'm sure you. I'm sure you can find it. Okay, but I I, I can't on my head. All right, no, no problem. Uh, Storm Shadow says, "Mr. Silver, any interest in fighting John Moxley or Kenny Omega?" Also, uh, so sorry about Mr. Brody Lee. So, um, John Moxley or Kenny Omega? I mean, dude, I think you could take both of them. I mean, just just be the world champion already. Just just take the belt and um, you know, BTE world champion. You and Reynolds could take the tag titles. Somehow, some way, get the TNT title off Darby Allen, and just just run. What is that called when you have everything, Joe? What's what's the term? When you have everything, yeah, you have like all the belts. What is that? Run Grand the. Camp. What is it? Run the. 
Unilateral. <laughs> Run the gamut. Right. Like, right. Uni- whatever whatever uni- that word is. Unilateral or some shit. I don't know. Is that know. what you're talking about? I don't know. But John, John uh, I mean, I know you don't do the booking, but uh, John Moxley or Kenny Omega in your future, what do you think? Uh, I mean, if I really want to, I could beat, like, everyone, but I'm just kind of like, <laughs> like, right now, they're Good relaxing, answer. so maybe Good one answer. day, but uh, uh, we wrestled, uh, I think it was me, me, Alex, and Five a while ago, we wrestled uh, the Bucks and Kenny Omega on Dynamite, um, but uh, singles, I, I I would really, I would say I like to wrestle Kenny, but I feel like Moxley would be just different, you know, yeah. like uh, something a completely different style. Like, kind of does what he wants to do, and I kind of like that. And um, it'd be really cool to wrestle Moxley. It would be cool to wrestle Kenny too. But uh, we did that. At least I had a match with Kenny. But Moxley would be definitely something different. And um, I know he's uh, he's a big uh, MMA fan, so I think us just kind of like trading shots and like kicking the shit out of each other and trading submissions would be really fun. Yeah, no that 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 would that would definitely be a good match, a dream match. Last one uh, from yeah. our Patreon crew, John, is from Milo G. Milo says, uh, "Welcome to the Glorious House Against Podcast, John Silver." Before I ask my question, I want to send my condolences for the loss of Mister Brody Lee. He was an important person in your life, and I want to give him a space of remembrance and respect. So uh, that was very nice, Milo. He also says. Uh, what was it like being trained by Mikey Whipwreck? And what can you tell us about your Rob Grimes days during the No Way Out days working with Dan Delaney? See, all that is, I know Mikey Whipwreck. The other stuff is over my head. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Mikey I, was my trainer originally at the uh, at MYWC in Long Island. Um, he So I was a 14-year-old kid when I started training. So I was terrified and like i said i i didn't really watch a lot of ecw because i didn't know how to find it mm-hmm. like as a kid i that's like it sounds weird to say this now but uh like the internet was like it was there the internet was there but like it wasn't like oh just pop on google and just type anything you want in like people didn't do that in the early the mid you know mid to late 90s or even the early 2000s like it wasn't like just as easy as just going on my phone real quick and typing how to watch it, uh, ECW, you know, so I just never watched it. But before I started training, I bought the uh, rise and fall of ECW and, uh, they actually have a whole, like, like part about Mikey Whipwreck. And then I'm, when I found out about the school, I'm like, who's the trainer? Like Mikey Whipwreck. I'm like, holy shit. It's the freaking guy who was just watching. Um, so he was, he's actually very intimidating. Um, like I was scared shitless to be honest. Like he, he runs it like tiny. Yeah, he, uh, was the un- he was guy. the underdog dude that fucking, yeah. But, All the I mean, time, you small guy, though, right? Yeah, I think you might be thinking yeah, Spike but- Dudley, but Mikey Whipwreck was was smaller, yeah. Mikey, I would say Mikey's tiny, he's bigger than Spike, he's bigger than me, but even it's just his presence and, like, knowing that what he's done. Yep. Um, like, it's, like, it's like those things, like, the guy could be a freaking tiny as hell or not look big at all, gotcha, but, like, gotcha, you gotcha. it. He, like he beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like he yeah. was ECW champion. You know he, he was taking games with uh, fucking Mick Foley. So it's like, you know, it's like holy shit. Like this is this is a guy to learn from. Um, but he was also he was so helpful and so he cared so much about the basics. And I think that was a big thing. And that's why he trained so many guys that made it. 
I mean, um, me, Alex, Tony Neese, Kurt Hawkins, Zach Ryder, uh, Amazing Red, Jay Lethal. Like, he's trained wow. so many freaking people. I'm sure there's more. I hope I'm not forgetting right now, but I'm, there's definitely more. But um, he's trained so many good wrestlers, and I, it's because he's very detailed. A lot of times nowadays, it's about, um, you know, people are just worried about, you know, getting a paycheck and, like, people not, you know, people coming in and getting their money. So they, hey, let's get in the ring and do some cool stuff. I didn't, I didn't get into the ring until three months in. Yeah. I wasn't allowed. I had, to do, I had to do all my lockups and everything on the outside. It was a privilege to get in the ring. You know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't oh. like, hey, we need your money. So, you know, but because of that, my, my you know, my lockups and my chain wrestling became really good. You know, like, so it's just, uh, it is very, very detailed, which is good. He's also, he's strict, um, which is good too. It's like, it's the way you should be taught, but now a lot of, a lot of times now people are just so like, they want the money and they're scared to scare people away. But, you know, that's like how it is you now. You need but. to get back to those Ole Anderson training days where they beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> but what is yeah. this? What, so is, those- what is the Dan Delaney? Uh, what's the No Way Out days? What's that all about? Oh, so um, I did my first um, extra work in I think I think it's 2012, uh, and it was me and uh, Dan Delaney, who was actually on the Indies, known as Dan Echoes, but now he's also a referee actually in WWE okay. and um, it was a two-on-one match it was us two versus Ryback and it was on pay-per-view <laughs> you know it's so crazy that our first extra work we have an actual pay-per-view match so technically I worked at WWE pay-per-view That's and awesome. um, yeah so the match was just obviously Ryback beating us up but I you watch it back I took the best back body drop in wrestling history um, <laughs> you gotta find that <laughs> Go find it. Look up Rob. If you look up Rob Grimes the WWE Network, it comes up. Okay. But uh, best back five drop of all time. But um, that was that was cool because I was young then, and it was definitely I was nervous as hell. I was so nervous, and uh, it was actually funny that uh, we're in the ring and we're going over you know what the match is going to be, and I think oh shit, I think it was Michael Hayes might have been our agent. And I don't want to talk shit, but some of his ideas were like, I was like, what the fuck? That makes zero sense. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, but Ryback's like, hey, I have this idea. He's like, I think, uh, what if I like pressed you? Or he said one of you, but I volunteered, by the way. What if I pressed <laughs> you from the ring uh, to the outside through the announce table, which is a big gap. Yeah. Like, that's not a close distance. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I'm 100% down for it. And then, well, I think it was, I think Michael Hayes, uh, whatever it was, he's like, uh, I'll have to run it by Vince. But Vince didn't want us to do it, apparently. Which I was like, shit, that would have been like, people would remember that. People would be like, oh shit, he threw that guy freaking from the ring to the, you know, announce table. But we had a, a fun little match and everyone thought it was really good. So, um, and it was like definitely first time, I was probably like 20 or 21 uh, in front of a massive crowd. Uh, Pay per view, WWE. It was like it was a cool experience. That's that's amazing, man. I, I'm I'm definitely gonna look that up, man. Um, but dude, I I don't I can't thank you enough, man. Like I thought we were gonna do like 20, 30 minutes tops, 
we fucking, I mean, we killed it tonight, man. I, I, John, I thank you so much for being on the show. Before we let you go, I want you to be able to plug all your socials, uh, where people can find you uh, on Instagram, where, if you're doing the Twitter thing, Facebook, where could people get your merch? Why don't you just plug away? We'll give you a couple uh, of a minute or two or 10, however many you need. Go for it. Alrighty, so on Instagram and Twitter, it's the same handle. It's silver, number, and then just the one. Silver <laughs> so number, number one. Spelled, yeah, silver number one. I made that a long time ago, but number is spelled out, and then one is just the actual one. Okay. Uh, that is on Twitter and Instagram. I definitely like to post a lot of funny stuff and fun stuff, to, so you can watch out for that. Um my merch, a lot of it is on um, Pro Wrestling Tees, and you can rather look up uh, The Beaver Boys. It's still on my, my old page, The Beaver Boys. Okay. Or you can look up on, um, Being the Elite. I have uh, some shirts on there as well. I, I think some of them are both on either or, but um, got some shirts on there. Also, I do have a Switch. I haven't really used it in a while, but maybe I'll get back into it. And my username on Twitch is John Silver sixty four. All right, there you go. So Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Twitch, and you can get all John's merch. And again, John, just from all of us. Oh, I got cameo. What do you got? Cameo. cameo. I kill it on cameo. The- <laughs> oh shit! Cameo. Oh oh yo! I am the cameo king, John Silver. You got to get oh, on my shit. level, but you're on cameo too. I'm on Cameo. I love it. All right. Well, so so what it what is it? Just cameo.com forward slash John Silver? Yeah, just look up John Silver. I'll definitely show up on there. All right. Very good. Very good. So you guys could get personalized shout outs from John. Um and cat listen, Cameo is, is Cameo is a great gig, man. I mean, I I never thought people would be booking me to tell their friends to go fuck themselves and get in the gym and happy birthdays and anniversaries and all the good shit. But John, listen, appreciate it. We will definitely be in touch. Um, I can't wait to meet you in person one day. It's going to be an honor and I'm going to be nervous. I'll, I'll promise you that, but uh, you are over (laughs) like Rover and I wanted to get you on our show um, while, while you are still, the uh the the hottest thing in fucking wrestling so thank you john for taking the time no problem thanks for having me on man all right brother i will talk to you soon thank you all right later dude bye-bye all right so that was john silver from uh, the dark order aew before we let you guys go we do have to read our bluetooth sponsor because they're going to get really mad at us if we don't time out yeah what do you mean? You think we're ending the podcast right now? Well, we still have the Ask the Bros. We have the mailbag to get to. You ha- and you miss literally the most important <laughs> part that everyone is Scott waiting Joe for. Joe segment. It's my fucking weight loss, you scumbag. Could we get to the Blue Chew segment? Because I feel like people course. are going to get a boner All when right. they hear what your weight yeah, was. Yeah, next up is I'm going to go do a lap. I'll be right back. All right, go ahead. Are you going to pull a Ray Vegas and you're going to go upstairs and go handle some business with MBJ? <laughs> All right, so again, um, I'm still buzzing, man. I'm I'm a big John Silver fan. I'm a big Mark. Uh, I'm listen, man. I'm a wrestling fan. Um, Blue Chew is brought to you, or the Glorious House of Games podcast is brought to you by Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Yes, we're talking about dick pills, ladies and gentlemen. 
Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's cheaper than a pharmacy, and they prepare it and ship it right to you in a discreet package so nobody knows you have dick pills, okay? No awkwardness, and you don't even need to leave the house. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our promo code GAINS with a Z. You just pay $5 shipping. They will give you up to $20 off. If you pick a package that's more than $20, if you need a lot of dick pills, they're going to give you $20 off. But if you pick something that's a $20 package, you will get it for free. Again, that is B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code GAINS to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Glorious House of Gains podcast. Remember, guys... When you support our sponsors, this is not just lip service. Don't just say, oh, he's reading an ad. This is very important, guys. When you support our sponsors, you help make our podcast possible. Please be sure to use our promo code GAINS at BlueChew.com. Go ahead, Joey. What was your weight? I know. Did you say it before we got the call? No, no, no. Oh, you didn't say it. Okay. All right. First off, I want to read a super chat. Okay. Uh, this super chat comes from... Probably came in like four hours ago, right? Mm, a while ago. Uh, let me get back to the super chat here. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Holy good I'm Lord. scrolling, I'm scrolling. Um, Jesus. Jesus Christ, 14 orders came on the store since we've been live. That's that Twitter fucking... Um, I also believe... How many people use the promo code honky? Let me let me also, find out. I also believe a lot of it has to do with the, the website looking the way it does. You could Yo. deny it all you want. Hold on a second. Tremendous Gains, $5 dono, says, starting a GoFundMe for Ray to get an iPhone as long as he doesn't spend it on Kratom. Wow, Kratom. Wait, Ray, talked about Ray has... He's I know, I already diffused that a little oh, while okay. ago. I, I took off the case and I held my phone up to the uh, camera. And oh, that's lesson. why you were doing that. I yeah, saw that. Yeah, he's trying to troll me, man. All right. And Listen, I've got... had an iPhone for, what, what, probably going on two years now, right? Yeah, yeah. Go, definitely going on two years. Yeah, Since we've been shamed, living here, You guys yeah. shamed me into we it. We shamed you into an iPhone. <laughs> and then John Nelson, $5 dono, says, took six hard as fuck in anticipation of Joey weight loss segment. Ooh. <laughs> God damn, go. John. All right. So... Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, today is Thursday. You're probably listening, you know, and that's the other thing. The live stream, they're all, they'll be like mentioning like, Joe, wake up. You look like you're sleeping. Listen, fuckers. There's however many of you are in the live stream. Only you see my face. The other people that listen to the podcast, which is the overwhelming majority and you know, no offense to anyone listening or, um, on the live, like we love all of you and it really does make the podcast, but I don't care how my face looks because you know, most of the people are listening. So, um, what I wanted to get at is tomorrow morning, Friday, is when most people will listen to this. Um, and that is when I'm going to get on the scale in the morning, take a picture of the scale the same way I did two weeks ago from tomorrow. Okay? And I will post the exact same thing I'm kind of telling you right now. You get a little uh, sneak peek. I am down over six pounds in 13 days. Good for right? you, Joe. God damn. Now, it's about 6.2 pounds, I, I believe. Um, and I was mentioning earlier, it's mostly it's, it's diet. I mean, let's listen. Even though I've gone to the gym 11 out of 14 days, I know that if I was eating like shit, it wouldn't matter. 
the cardio, Rob and I have been increasing it. You know, each day we go, you know, the new minimum, you know, you start at 15 minutes and then days later it's 20 and then days later it's 25 and 30. Uh, right now my chest is killing me. We did chest yesterday. So, I mean, I'm at the gym. That's not an issue. Uh, the diet was the biggest issue. The first five days I was not feeling good. Crazy headaches. Um, now we're what? But you expect that, and then you, I knew you actually happen. planned it where I, yeah. you didn't get headaches during the week. You I, got them on the weekend. Yeah, what do you mean I, he planned so it? So I strategized, he like strategized the where diet. his diet. I strategized starting the diet on a Friday morning. That way my headaches would go on for Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, you know, when I wasn't at work. Because when it's at work, you just tell yourself, I, I know that if I just ate a cheeseburger right now, it'll go away. My body, like, needs caffeine. My body needs sugar. It needs fat. So I did it over the weekend, and, you know, I still had headaches. It went five days straight, but um, it is what it is. What, what do you expect? It's like when they fucking send drug addicts to the goddamn rehab. They're tweaking the first couple days, sweating and shit. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm down six pounds. I don't have to wear the Wendy's outfit. I'll put my new, new weight tomorrow. And... It's really not that hard to lose weight. It's just, you have to just be fucking disciplined. And granted, I've done this a million times already. I'm only two weeks in, so I'm not impressed with myself. And I think that might be the difference this time, where I'm just telling myself, like, this isn't really that big of a deal. You've done this 85 times in a row. Like, don't get impressed till you're, like, down 40 pounds. Then start to get impressed. So right now, I'm kind of just trying to take it two weeks at a time and just do them in these little clips and, yeah, I have not had my, – my whole thing was last week. I said you'll get one cheat meal through the week and one cheat drink. So I had three slices of pizza one day out of the whole seven days, you know, three slices of pizza. Uh, I got sick of shit that night. Like my stomach <laughs> could not handle it. Yeah. That, it was towards the later part of the week. So I'd gone six, seven days of just healthy food. And by healthy food I'm talking about I'm eating just fucking – I'm eating the same shit every day. I'm eating eggs. Uh, I started to mix it up and make deviled eggs. And for those of you messaging me on my DM saying deviled eggs aren't healthy, listen, asshole, I'm using spicy mustard and fucking hot sauce. And I'm using like half the yolk for each egg that when I, once I make the mix and put it back. So it's not like I'm mixing it with goddamn mayo. You got a bunch shit. of yolk left over and you're not yeah, using mayo. Exactly. There's a whole bunch of yolk after. And I don't, I wouldn't even think of using mayonnaise. I'm eating grilled chicken meals at work, steak at work. Um, and then at night again, I just pound more eggs or fucking chicken. I mean, that's, that is, that's a dude, that is how you lose weight. And if you want a bodybuilder diet, they eat the same shit. It's fish, it's chicken, it's steak. And I'm talking plain, like not all this fucking seasoning and shit. And then eggs and oatmeal. Like it's fucking, I haven't even done the oatmeal cause I, I like, I'm not a fan of oatmeal. So that's why I've been eating a lot of the deviled eggs in the morning. It's just easy. Just bang, 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 shove a bunch, you know. And then you can go. I've been taking whey protein every day. I do the Steel Supplements Veg Pro. I do um, all the pills in the morning. I take like 11 pills, vitamin C, vitamin D, your daily supplements, all that shit. So I have to keep on track to lose five pounds every week for two weeks until I drop the initial 30 pounds. After that, I should be Yo, sitting. Joe, you got this shit, bro. I think I got it, but it's, I, there's no, I ain't going to brag yet because we're two weeks in. Um, I got, uh, once that'll put me in about the two twenty something range. And then after that, it's going to be tough to get down another 30 or Listen, so. Listen, we have yeah, to you're, think you're going to hit the wall. We have after, to think two weeks at a time. That's what we're doing. That's two what we're doing. Two weeks at a time. Right so now, that's what we're doing. your weight was what? Yeah. You, uh, you announced 150. it. 150.2. 150.2. So you had to be 251. 
Yeah. And you broke that. Yeah. You're one a two fifty point two. Now on the twenty eighth, you have to be two forty uh two forty six. Yeah. Okay. So you have to continually go down five pounds, but you really only have to lose four pounds because you sure, made up a but, little bit. But let's but, let's go. Yeah. Let's shoot for the five. Right. So how how hard to do five? How hard has work been as far as because you order food all the time? It's, well, it's it's not it's not because it's crazy because everybody at work decides to do the same thing with me. So everyone's doing this. So, so like, everybody's coming. Nobody diet. Nobody's thing. dude. We went from ordering out. Every single day till we have not ordered once. But you can still order out. Just don't order yeah, fucking I don't, I don't, pizza dude, and I, subs. I can't. I, I can't. I just rather. Everyone's, everyone's doing <laughs> You're this. You're on your own. Everybody's yeah. on their own. And like now we're talking. I've gone an entire week. This whole week I haven't had my cheat meal yet or the cheat drink. By the way, my cheat drink last week was um, Mountain Dew and Southern Comfort. Uh, I wanted to like have you just yeah, have a drink. a drink. Yeah, yeah. I and I love Mountain Dew, and I was like, was oh. it like a fucking big gulp size though? Or no, God, dude, I must have had like four ounces. Okay, yeah, like nothing crazy. Oh, that ain't bad. That's, no, that's I barely had awesome. anything. Um, Joe, I want to be able to applaud you. Yeah, but not yet. Not yet. It's not yet. Way too much. Let's let like I said. Let's wait till I can lose at least twenty five. What's the longest? These are, these are little victories. But right, every two weeks. What's the longest since we've been doing a podcast? Yeah, about three months. Three months that I you got down. Stuck I to got it? down to about two seventeen, like last year. Before I said I was going to do this show, like before COVID, I was able to get myself down to two seventeen from two fifty. So I lost. Shit, about I mean, you probably pounds. pay to be two seventeen right now, dude. I would, and and I will not go out. I don't are we care. making fun of you at two seventeen or yes, no? you are. Uh, you are. still making fun of me at two seventeen. Two seventeen still isn't like t- I shouldn't be two seventeen. Like I should be one ninety five. I should be two hundred. So I'm not going out until I crack 200. I'm not going to a bar. Yeah, you guys have been boring as shit, and you guys are killing me. Let's just say that. So I'm gonna fucking. I'm. I'm just. I'm not gonna stop, dude. And everybody who made fun of me, you're gonna see, motherfucker. My face ain't gonna look like the nutty professor. <laughs> Your girlfriend is gonna be begging to DM me. I'm telling you, I am a good-looking guy. But no one can look good at 260. I really feel like, and this is a shoot. You know how you tell me, no matter how good I look, I always think I'm going to look like shit? Yeah. I think the same thing is going to happen to you. Wrong. You're going to get to 204, and you're going to be like, I'm still this fat guy. I don't want to go out. I don't want to go out. I don't want to bank chicks. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. No, dude, I'm going to look (laughs) <laughs> good, you, you, dude. The whole reason I even got this big was because at the the problem oh, is at the two twenty weight, I would always tell you guys I must look in a funhouse mirror because I don't think I look bad. And then something <laughs> happened with COVID, and you're in the house every day, and the weight just kept getting put on and put on. And then what happens is if you gain weight, you'll like your stomach like gets so big where like you'll break out, you'll fucking have stretch marks like, and that started to happen. And that's how I kind of was like, wow, this is bad. So yeah. we're, we're going to see. We're just going to keep doing the check-ins. That's all I can do. I can't talk shit anymore. Every two weeks I post, and that's end of story. That's all it's going to be. So tomorrow morning I'll post. You guys got a little sneak peek. I did it this time. Let's see what happens in two weeks. Maybe I gain weight. Maybe I don't lose the five. Maybe this was just a little short ride that I got to enjoy. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, listen. You, you, it's, it's small, it's small yeah. wins. It's small little victories, steps. small steps. You, you, you beat the first one. It's like, it's like playing a video game. You don't go to the final boss at the first level, right? 
It's like Legend of Zelda. Yeah. You got to beat the first level and get the Triforce. Then you go to level two. Then you go to level three. Each each time. I think we need to get you some fucking Triforces. Dude, I used to joke. Like, your your princess is another. Like, good job, Joe. You lost five pounds, but your princess is in another castle. And then you move on to <laughs> yeah. the next one. So, I mean, if we Shows you how long I've been since I played video games that I'm referencing Zelda and Mario Brothers. If we were to <laughs> describe, like, what it's like right now, like, each level, each boss. Yeah. And I used to joke about this in the early days of this podcast almost three years ago like my goal was always like and I used to write it on a bottle of water I was drinking gallon jugs and I labeled each like how far you drink by 8am I, I should be yeah, here and, and, like I, like, and, and, I at, and at the very top I had Vin yeah. Like, I was, like, in terms of, like, the crew and who looks the best physically, yeah. like, Vin was, like, below me. Why would it be Vin? Because Vin isn't jacked, all right? Let's be oh, honest. Oh, so that's then, what you're saying. So then I was, like, the top of the Vin's water. in good shape now. All right, but when we're comparing them to the crew, my point is. Oh, like so Robert it was like Frank. So if, like, this was, if I keep losing weight and getting, getting shredded and whatnot, Vin's the first boss, all right? And then after Vin, it was Ray. That was how I labeled my water bottle. As I drank more and more water through the day, I was getting... It's like, all right, I beat this person. Yeah, I beat that Who boss. was at the bottom? So then it went Ray, and then it was you, Robert Frank. Okay? Don't and tell me who's the final me. boss. I knew it. The final I boss. I fucking knew it. The final boss. <laughs> Jimmy Triceps. And, that, and that's all. What's the timestamp, everyone? <laughs> Joey was talking about you. You DM Jimmy. Yeah, but you this is this is talking positive. Jimmy was always the final boss on my bottle on my gallon of water. Yeah, because he was like the most aesthetic person he in the was crew. Aesthetic. Yeah. So my, I don't really plan on ever being as aesthetic as Jimmy. But the shit that I'm working with right now, y'all gonna see me. It's on his level. Y'all gonna be like, whoo. <laughs> Ray, what the fuck? And I'm on. I'm yawning like patty. a motherfucker. So, I'm not even on that kratom right now. I'm on Natty Chicken Patty. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I'm coming to all your castles, and that's my goal. There you go. So I would love to see that. I would love to. So would I to be able to go somewhere and you're not wearing a t-shirt at the beach. Two weeks at a time. Is that a Freddy and Slip. Two you're weeks. Be coming at, on some castles. No. Two weeks at a time. All right. Here we go. Um, yeah. What's the so, odds of Joey actually sticking sticking this out? Like, I think it's gonna happen this time. We're gonna. I, I kind of feel. I, I feel it. I, I feel it because I feel like once Joey really starts noticing the gains, it's gonna kind of inspire him to keep on going. Yeah. Especially if your woman is saying like, "Oh, I see." Yeah. A she, that was the other like, thing. This I'm week sure she said. Helped. She said. Uh, well, she she. I woke up and she said, "Your stomach is looking smaller." Now listen. No I'm guy. Sure that's no a jump yeah, start though. It, so it made me feel good, but really, a guy doesn't want to hear stomach. You want to hear abs. You want to hear your chest. Yeah, but it's gonna be you a know? while for it's abs. gonna be a very long time. But then I was at work and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? That was a nice thing. So I texted her back and I said, "Yo, thank you for making me feel dangerous today." Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like what? Homer Simpson. No, Where are you at? No, uh, that's a quote from um, the quarterback of the Browns. Uh, like last year he was in a press conference and they're like, dude, you came out today like you were a savage. And he goes, I woke up this morning and I felt dangerous. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah, I just felt dangerous. So anyway, it's a way of saying I felt like motivated. But um, we do have a – anyway, I'll post on my Instagram, my first name is Joe. And like I said, I'll keep doing it every two weeks and we'll see what happens. And we have a – I just want to get to the point to where, you know, your foreplay is, doesn't consist of your wife rubbing barbecue sauce on your chest. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, $5 dono from Tremendous Gains. Taze Joey in the Wendy's outfit if you can't make it. Road to 200. Yeah, for real. Hashtag make Jimmy look small. Damn. <laughs> You know I don't want to see Joey at 200 pounds, though. 
I don't know. I don't, dude. I don't want we you to were, be 200 there's pounds. A, there's one good photo of me with Rob, and I'm telling you, 200 on me looks good because I have broad say, shoulders. Like and it look, I looked okay in that photo in um, Maryland or yeah. where the fuck we went. So we'll see He what said happens. that he wants to recreate that photo. Yeah, I want to go back. Wanna, you're I'll, you're going to be in the photo yeah, instead we're replacing of one of the other people. Instead of my cousin, AJ, who I haven't seen in a year and a half because he's <laughs> laying under his fucking girlfriend. Jesus Jeez. Christ. All right, guys. Before we uh, get to the Ask the Bros mailbag, which will be a... Oh, do we have Super Chats to get to, Joe? Uh, no, I just caught up on all of them. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just did. Okay. Which one are you seeing, Ray? Nope. He's no, right. we're good? Okay. Um, we have the Ask the Bros mailbag that we'll be doing a separate stream for. That is a Patreon exclusive. Obviously, if you're listening to the playback, you will be able to hear it. Um, but I do want to remind everybody, Parlor. Obviously, Parlor got shut down. They're in the process of trying to work some shit out where they could get back online. That's probably going to take anywhere from a week to forever. But as of right now, if you want a free speech platform, um, and I talked to one of their big wigs, they said that they're in no danger of being shut down like Parlor. I don't know what kind of deal they struck, but Clapper, Clapper, like clapping your hands. Like Chlamydia. Yeah, like Chlamydia. The Clap, Clapper. I am the same name, Robert Frank 615 You can find me there. Um, they just verified my page this morning, which is pretty cool. And uh, so you'll find me, and there's no imposters. So Clapper, Robert Frank 615 And, um, yeah, we're going to do the Ask the Bros mailbag. Thank you, John Silver, for spending some time with us tonight. Uh, that was awesome. I love that. And, um, yeah. $5 dono from Ryan with Rowdy. Uh-oh. Ray Vegas, you look small. Stop going to protests. I don't want to see you get owned in failure. Love, fam. I don't know. Maybe he means in jail. Uh, I don't know. God damn you, Rowdy. Damn you, Rowdy. Love you, Rowdy. My weight right. is actually pretty maintained from where I'm actually up a few pounds. Oh, yeah? Like I said, I've been hitting the gym and... What I'm working with under the hood looks good, Roddy. Don't worry about me, bro. Right. You won't see me in a couple well, months. Man. As long as under the hood is looking good, man. Hood check. No thick in the mid, yo. Joey, what are you looking like in the mid? <laughs> you still Santa thick in the mid? Claus. Yeah. Don't worry. Listen, this summer, we're gonna we're gonna It's all on like Donkey Kong. I already told you about a cruise this summer. So we're getting a you know, Homer Sim no Homer Simpson on Ooh. this one, but uh, you know, we have to get a pick of the bros, you know, shirtless, you know. Homer Simpson. <laughs> All right, for jo for Joey. Remember guys, that new uh that new deep V over on RobertFrank615.com is flying off the shelves. Get yours before they're gone. For Robert for for Robert Frank. For Tupac, for Ziz, for Joey, for Ray, and thank you again to John Silver. I'm Robert Frank signing out. Swallow is the goal! Size is the prize! It's game to clock, motherfucker! Let's go!